He was a spot ahead of Trevor Lawrence. Then he threw 67 touchdowns and nine interceptions in college and led his teams to the playoff both seasons that he started. Of course, you know who I'm talking about. He's Justin Fields. And it's understandable if all those things have slipped your mind based on what has happened since. In two NFL seasons leading absolutely terrible teams, he has won just five of his 25 starts, and he has fumbled, been sacked, or intercepted 140 times. That's the most of any player over those two years. It's been so unsightly that some people thought the Bears should have used the number one pick this spring on a new quarterback. Well, let me tell you why they didn't. Because starting in week seven last season, while he was running for his life and throwing to a receiving core that can at best be called pedestrian, Fields had the fourth best QBR in the league, behind only Patrick Mahomes, Jalen Hurts, and Josh Allen. Now he is set to follow Hurts and Allen again. Those two are the modern template for quarterback development. They're talented, in need of patience and coaching, and now look at them. But Fields is exactly the same. Frankly, he was a better prospect than either of those guys were. The final piece to the puzzle came this offseason with the Bears' acquisition of D.J. Moore. They are hoping he can be to Fields what Stefan Diggs and A.J. Brown were to his predecessors. And I'm here to tell you they got that absolutely right, all of it. The people of Chicago have been waiting all of their lives, like a century plus, for what they are finally about to have. Write it down. Justin Fields is going to be the next superstar quarterback in the NFL. Wow. What a difference a week makes, huh? <laughs> you got cow turd crapping all over him last week. And this week, you have Greeny praising him. Yeah. I love that last sentence he said. Finally going to have a superstar quarterback. This, I, Granted, Greeny is kind of biased because he worked in Chicago. He started off in his career, I believe, in Chicago. I used to watch him mm -hmm. as a, a youngster. Loved him when he was in Chicago. But he's, we finally are hearing the narrative that this, this kid that we see with our own eyes is the real deal. They're starting to say it. Kind of scares me in a way. But in, a, in, the other, in the other sense, I'm like elated to finally see it happen. What do you guys think? I'm loving it, man. It's it's about time. I even put something on Twitter the other day. I, I said something to the effect of all, all, all they could come up with, with with negatives except for a few of these guys who will speak on the Bears to begin with, and they're going to come on the field's bag whamming soon if they're not getting on it now, just even after uh, the beginning of training camp. So we know what we got, man. We, we got the guy because he's got it. He's got it. Yeah, I think uh, Fields, the, the fact that Poles actually gave him some weapons is Fields going to be able to show what he's made of. And I'm excited for what he can do this year. I really am. Yeah. So am I. And guys. I was just going to say, I think the only thing I didn't like about what Greeny said was he had to bring my age into it, the 100 years thing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> 100 years? What? what? Hey, well, he was going nice. He doesn't know me like you know me, dude. Oh, okay, okay, All right. man. <laughs> Guys, we have uh, our first big name guest on tonight, Mr. Lester Wiltfong Jr. I I've I've been a big fan of him for a long time, and come to find out, we have a closer connection than I even could have realized. 
and he's been at training camp. We want to hear what he has to say. We're going to have some guests that have been on chat before to come on and ask him their own questions themselves to get his response. So, Kitty, let's kick this shit off. Bears country. Where is it? You down with BCP? Yeah, you, know you down with BCP? Yeah, you, know you down with BCP? 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 Probably leave the green room uh, watching you dance there, bro. Yeah, yeah. What I get myself into is why this guy dancing right. like this. He doesn't have no vibes. <laughs> oh, guys. It's great to be with you guys again on this lovely Thursday evening. And without further ado, let's just get to it. Let's. I'm excited to talk to Lester. So let's bring him on the show. Mr. Wilt Fung, thank you so much for joining us. How are you tonight? Doing good, fellas. How are you guys doing tonight? I'm well, doing well. well. Thank you for asking. Nice. Thank you. What do you think of my dance? I liked it, man. That's that's some old school uh, round lake shuffle there, I think it was. Right, Shardy? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. my goodness. We are RL. <laughs> we are RL. <laughs> <laughs> Let me find out you guys dance like that for real. Uh, this is going to be a short show here. <laughs> I, I mean, I couldn't believe just talking to my friends after you had agreed to come on the show that we went to the same high school and just a year, just missed each other by a year. Yeah. Wow. That's, that's insane. And I've been a fan of yours, reading your articles, watching your oh, podcast. And then I find out you were playing in the shoot the bull with, with, with uh, Tommy Noda. Yeah. Yeah. Noda. I don't know if you know Cliff Nuremberg. Uh, you know, that's uh, my other guys around your age. So yeah, it was, uh, I know I, I, I kind of started hanging out with those guys after high school. We did a lot of basketball, a lot of softball together. And uh, you know, we kind of lost us through the years, but you, with guys, man, guys are always friends for life. So that's how it always is. If I bump into Noda tomorrow or, or wherever, you know, it's just, we just pick up like we, like we used to back in the day. So uh, You're gonna it, it's, it's to cool. I, I know. I heard, I heard. <laughs> yeah, hopefully he'll be in. I, I'm sure he will. He's on vacation, so we're, we'll be lucky to have him. Nice. You know, you know about his son, right? Yeah, yeah. Plays for the A's. Yeah, yeah. I, you know, it's 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 Round Lake, so I gotta I have to I have to follow notice notice family through the through the years. Right? I'm, I always keep my tabs on how he's doing. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Yeah, very cool. proud, very proud. So Lester, let's be honest. You heard that Shorty was coming to uh, Round Lake, so you heard you even got out of there, did you? Uh, that's just how that's just how the graduation works. I was, I was class of '88, so I, like you said, I just missed him by a year. By the time I got out of there, he was coming in, so it's uh, it's, it's all good. He was like, "Oh, Shorty's coming. Let me go." After the show, he's gonna go. It's a good thing I did get out of there in '88, man. Right. <laughs> we, we joke around a ton, Lester. So it's all good. Just, 
just feel oh, free that- to do it. You, you're pretty good at joking around too. I've seen it live, so yeah, I'll be good with. It. I'm fine. What, what, I'm, I'm good for whatever. I'm, I'm, I'm here. Awesome, cool. All right. So, I'm oh, sorry. Go ahead, Shorty. No, you ask. Go ahead, my friend. No, I was going to ask. How did you get into uh, doing the things that you do with the uh, media? How did you get into that? I'm just curious. Um, I've always kind of had, had like uh, been kind of creative. I've always liked football, obviously. Um, and then I just kind of. I used to write song lyrics way back in the day. That was my creative outlets. And then, you know, we tried to break into music business for a long time. And, you know, the, back in the day, it was much harder than it was these days. These days, if, if you have a TikTok, you're, you're a rapper. You know what I mean? So, you know, back right. in the day, it was a bit harder to break into things. You know, we, we pushed it as far as we could. And I got a little older. And then I kind of stumbled across uh, the sportingnews.com, which they used to, back then, they had a, a blog site where you can go on there and write about stuff. So I'm like, oh, this is kind of fun. So I started doing that. They had a bunch of fantasy games. It was a really nice community. Uh, so mm-hmm. I was doing the sporting news for a long time. Like, well, you know, a little while. Then the person who ran it said, uh, hey, do you want to be the Bears blogger? I'm like, well, what does that mean? Oh, nothing. It's just a title. You know, that's all it is. I'm like, yeah, whatever. I'm doing it anyway. What's, what the hell? So I was the official Bears blogger there for a little while. Mm-hmm. Um, I got in the magazine one, one, a couple times. And then uh, they shut that down. Then I didn't. I, I was lost. and I, I, I had to find somewhere else to write. I started doing stuff at uh, Windy City Gridiron um, just because they have a section called the Fan Post. It, it, it's, it's you, me, it's, it's, it's just for the fans writing there. And then right. the person who ran the set of times said, hey, you want to be a front page contributor? <laughs> like, what does that mean? Nothing. I'm okay, yeah, I'll do it. What's the, I'm, do, I'm doing it anyway. Uh, so then I just kind of stuck with it. And through the years, I kind of moved up through the ranks. And now I run the sites. Um, the podcasting thing kind of popped up at some point. It was uh, – one of those things where I got, I never really wanted to do the podcasting, but then uh, this company, you know, offered to pay me. I'm like, well, yeah, I'll try it. Um, that company went under, but then by that time I have like an audience. I'm like, well, shit, I got to keep doing this now. So I kept it going. And then, you know, Vox Media, who runs uh, SB Nation, they started doing the pods. Then eventually our podcast channel blew up and now we got the video channel, Second City Gridiron. So uh, just, just grinding, man. I'm just tr- grinding, trying to, try, try, trying to get ahead as much as possible. No. Excuse my ignorance because I really don't know. I'm not ask, asking out of true curiosity because I remember a thing called Bears Goggles On and then yeah. Windy, Windy City. Was that the same thing or two uh, different uh, Bear Goggles On is uh, they eventually were bought by uh, USA Today, I think. Okay. SB Nation is uh, Windy City Gridiron. Okay. Uh, they're, they're under the Vox Media umbrella. Um, they have, you know, pretty much a team, uh, a site for every team. So, okay, okay, all right. That's how they do yeah. the thing there. All right, cool. Nice. That's awesome, man. It's yeah. just the, to you just fall into these things and you end up you're like, oh, I can't quit my podcast now. Like, <laughs> it's, it's too. You know? Well, I mean, it's 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 still just a side gig. I mean, I have to. I have I have bills and shit, so I gotta have like a, you know I have a real job and stuff. But I mean, this is this is the fun stuff. This is my hobby. You know, this is what I enjoy to do. You know, I don't go out. I I don't really you know have a have a nightlife anymore. Back in the day, and so you know, this is what I enjoy. I enjoy you know bears and I enjoy my family, and that's 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 pretty much my life right now. How many hours do you think you put into doing this podcast a week? I mean, I'll be honest. I mean, that's, I mean, it's not my full-time job, but I put probably, uh, I mean, I put full-time effort into it. I mean, that's, wow. you know, I, I like the, my real job, I work at a law firm downtown. I work from home a few days a week. Um, so, you know, when I'm on break, I'll try and, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll go on Twitter, see what's going on. When I get off work, I'm writing. I got a couple podcasts each week. I do shows like this all the time whenever I'm asked. So just, uh, 
like I said, it's 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 a part time job, but to me, it's full time effort. Yeah, yeah. Because I've seen you in a lot of podcasts this week alone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like I said, if if anyone asks me, I'm pretty much if if I have the time, I'll, I'll jump in and kind of you know lend a hand if I can. We appreciate you coming on, man. It's, sure. Seriously, and what a small world. Right. right. Yeah, I know, right? Yeah. <laughs> so. I just can say that is such a neat little story, man. And I love the way you, you throw in because we've been talking about this over the week. It's like the important things, family and friends and the few that you got. And then we're all just huge Bears fans. That's mm-hmm. the, the whole common thing, man. We had that common thing where we're you're huge Bear fans doing this out of love. It's something we enjoy. And at the end of the day, try and be a good person. I think there Joe Mandel said that a couple of weeks ago. Exactly. So. I like. Oh, it. I, I love that stuff, man. Because that's real. Put that on a T-shirt, yeah. my friend. <laughs> What's that? Put it on a T-shirt. That's the slogan. Yeah. There it is. So, were you like such a big Bears fan growing up that people would be like, "Oh yeah, of course Lester's doing this." Uh yeah. I mean, I've always been a Bears fan. I mean, when I was really young, I kind of started. I I, I I was really young, so it was uh, back then. It was Dallas Cowboys for a year. That's kind of was my was my first team, and then my cousin's a big Cowboy fan. I'm like, I can't be a Cowboy fan. I'm a, I'm a Steeler fan now. You know, I'm, I'm talking like I was a little kid, right? And then and then I was I was I was, uh, I was cheering for the Steelers for a year, and then uh, I saw Walter Payton on TV, and I'm like, wait a minute, the Bears are on every Sunday. They're the local team. Forget about it. It was over. I became a Bears fan then, and I was a Bears fan ever since. Nice. <laughs> you guys know. I was ready to take him off the show, right? Y'all know, <laughs> y'all know that, right? I just want to put it out there. Y'all know that, right? So this dude, is I, that. Dude, I, was, I was like seven years old. I mean, I had no idea. That was the Tony Dorsett. That that was, you know, Roger Staubach era. Right. You know, back then it was, you know, uh, NFL films on, on, on the weekend. So, you know, it's, it's all about the hype of the Cowboys, America's team. So, like, yeah. you know, that's my team now. You know, I, I, don't, I don't know any better. They're on, on uh, Monday Night Football. But like yeah. I said, then my cousin was a big Cowboy fan, and I got I to gotta go against him. So, of course, I picked the big rival at the time. It was the Steelers. And then, like I said, once I saw Walter Payton run, once I saw him do his thing, it was over. Yeah. See, well, I apologize, Lester. There's one thing you probably don't know about this show is that people get removed for insulting our guy. <laughs> there it is. So, it was nice seeing you. <laughs> thanks for st- thanks for starting the show with us, PJ. <laughs> we'll see you next week. <laughs> ah, there you look, look at him, look at him. <laughs> Damn it. Ah, <laughs> uh, so you know, I, I've, um, I have a little bit of experience myself with the Bears because I actually had um, for three seasons I was. I ran off the 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 copies of all the stats for each quarter, and had to hand them out to the people in the press box. So I okay. actually in in the stadium in the press box, and I, I had uh, season tickets to go to training camp, and we I stayed in the same dorms with them for three years, and ate meals with them, and nice. had my knees taken up by Jeremy Lincoln on the <laughs> sideline, and I mean, so I loved that having that you know like going to training camp and having that insight how are you enjoying this training camp and how do you feel about this bears team we we predicted 11 and 6 as a, as a whole and i personally think they could win the super bowl but you know oh, nice that's just um if, if 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 justin fields blows up he becomes mvp let's just say yeah anything's possible am i am i way crazy or 
first off, let's just start off with how, 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 what's it like being at training camp and what are you seeing? Yeah, I mean, I, I was down there a couple of days. It's, it's, it's a lot of fun. I mean, I, I try to go every year when I can. Um, obviously, when I was in Bourbonnet, you know, there were, there were no tickets. You just went. Pretty, pretty much the whole the whole crowd was there. It was, it was pre- pretty live. Love since, since I moved to Hallis Hall, they obviously limited. Uh, so, you know, last year I only made it out, out to one practice because uh, I had tickets for four days, but my other three got rained out. So this year I was lucky. Both days I had tickets uh, was, was nice. I was there on Monday, Tuesday. First day of pads Tuesday it was a lot of fun. I mean, uh, we, we had one of our other guys was there Saturday. We got a couple guys going uh, to see the joint practices with the Colts. So we're going to try and have as much coverage, you know, live firsthand coverage we can there. But camp is great, man. It's just good to see it in person. It's good to see what yeah. the beat guys are talking about. You know, see it with your own eyes. You see the speed of, of a guy like like Tyler Scott, Bayless Jones. You know, DJ Moore. You, you know, seeing his his crisp route running and how much he'll bring to the team. You know, Justin Fields too. I mean, that's that speed is real, man. And then of course, you know, the the, the brand new guys on defense, man. Tremaine Edmonds is just a big big dude. I mean, he's like you know. He looks the part on TV, but then you see him out there, and it's like, yes, you know, this is like it gives you it gives you a, a notion of Brian Urlacher back in the day. He's got that kind of size to him, and that's kind of what they're trying to build here. They yeah. want that same big presence in the middle when they run that Tampa two style zone. Now, let me ask you this question: As far as um, you know, I've been you know looking with every everyone been seeing the normal beat writers and they pumping up certain things. What have you noticed in the times that you've been at training camp that the beat writers are not talking about i think the beat writers do a pretty good job i mean the one thing they do is is they really get drug if, if they say anything negative and right. i mean for the most part they're just trying to present what they see uh, there, there are a couple of guys that kind of like to really you know press the button and go a little more negative because they know that's what you know gets people riled up but for the most part the beat guys are pretty good um i mean i will say the dj more justin fields connection that is legit that is real you know that's something that they've been talking about but i mean you can't miss it and then Man, Chase Claypool looks like the real deal too. Man, he has had a really nice camp so far. The, 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 the guy's been talking him up. When I was there, he looked really good. You know, he looks like he could be the, you know, missing link of this offense, which which is cool because you got DJ Moore now as as the top guy. Right. Let's Claypool kind of go. You know, now he has his role, and then of course Darnell Mooney has is the slot. So this offense could really surprise some people. Okay, I agree. Yeah. To the Super Bowl, about eleven and six. I, I have them ten wins, and mm-hmm. and I, I think I am the most optimistic, one of the most optimistic guys on our site. We got like twelve, thirteen content creators we have that we work with, and there's only two of us that have got them that many wins. I just think best case scenario. I just think just like you said, Justin Fields, man, he's gonna take that step. If he takes that step with the better with better weapons around him, the defense has been been upgraded. You know, the schedule on paper doesn't look that difficult. You know, Aaron Rodgers is gone, you know, so I think the division's wide open. I think the conference is weak overall, so I would not be surprised 10 wins. I would be surprised if they went to the Super Bowl, uh, but, but but uh, you know, I am here for that if that happens. <laughs> so no real negative stories that you've seen yourself that the media or the beat writers are not talking about? Uh, I mean, the, the defensive line still needs some work. I mean, there's there's some edge, you know, questions there. Um, if the Marcus Walker's injury is, is any more serious than what what it looks like, that's going to be a problem. Um, the O line depth, I saw the, the the question pop up on your screen there. Uh, I am also concerned with the O line depth because right now you got two two guards out. 
You have uh, a rookie at one tackle. You know, Larry Borum's your swing. I don't want to. I do not want to see Larry Borum playing much at all this season. So uh, the O line has some issues. You know, we got to see if one of these one of these backups can step up. I know they have. Uh, they're high on uh, Jatiri Carter, but we got to see it. We, you know, he didn't play at all last year. They're high on him. Let's see what he has there. Lucas Patrick's your top reserve. He was really awful last year because of the injury. You know, may, maybe he's much better this year with the, with the club off and, and he's healthy. We'll see. But there's some questions there. I mean, the, the talent on paper is there to gel. If they gel, they'll be fine. Right. But, you know, man, Nate Davis, you know, out. Tevin Jenkins, you know, went out. And, and Coach Flus, man, he said, he was, I'm, I'm not going to tell you guys anything about injuries. If there's something to say, I'll tell you. But for right. now – they're missing practice and you know that's just that's just the bears philosophy yeah i like it too there's no reason to tell everybody (laughs) who's how badly anybody is injured yeah well unless it's bad enough yeah well what have you uh seen of Dieter Island? because i hear that uh kramer took second team reps at center so what's up with Dieter? Uh, yeah, I think because Lucas Patrick was filling in at guard because Davis was out, they were going to get uh, Doug Kramer and Dieter Iceland. The day we were there, like I said, we were there for the first day of pads, and uh, Iceland and Kramer both are, are pretty bad. You know, that's that's my uh, that's my initial take, and so I would not want to see either one of those guys guys play much. My my podcast partner said on our show uh, a couple days ago that. He does. He hopes Cody Whiter's healthy all year because he does not want to see it go to the backup. Like I said, if it's Lucas Patrick healthy, maybe. But if they're forced to go to Iceland uh, or, or Kramer, that's going to be rough. I, I can't see either one of those guys being roster locks. I think Kramer is probably going to get cut, come back to the practice squad. Iceland might make it because he's been around for like this is like his fourth year. He has a little more experience. He could play both guard spots plus some center. So I think he may make it as a reserve. But I think Kramer is probably going to be on the practice squad. Wow. Okay. Yeah, I didn't. It wasn't somebody that I really had much. Um, I didn't. I wasn't putting much stock in him. But Dieter Iselin was somebody that we we were kind of high on, thinking that yeah. he could take that step. Yeah. I mean, he he has a great story. I mean, he was a a big ru- uh, rugby guy. You know, I mean, his college film, if you could find any of it, is fun to watch because he just was dominant in college. Um, I think he went to Yale, one of, one of the Ivy League schools. I believe right. it was Yale. Yeah. You know, just, just you know, he was throwing dudes around, you know. But, you know, that competition is going to take him some time. Um, I was hoping he would take a step eventually and get there. But, you know, he played a little bit last year. Um, it's I didn't really see enough to kind of really make a good judgment. But, you know, he, he still, I mean, he has, if he, if he would become a, a superstar coming from an undrafted free, if he would become a starter guy, that'd be a big jump. The fact that he, he made a roster now, this is, like I said, going on his fourth year. That's right. a big win for the kid. Yeah. Right. Now, any word on Travis Gibson? I'm sorry. Would you say something, Foster? Go ahead. Oh, any word on Travis Gibson? I mean, because uh, what, again, he's not one I've, I've heard about. When I was there, he looked pretty good. I think he beat uh, Darnell Wright for a, for a sack or two when I was there. You know, he, he'll be in the mix uh, on the edge, of course. Of course, they got uh, Rasheem Green. You know, they have Demarcus Walker. With 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 Walker out when I was there a little bit, he kind of left the, the the day I was there. He left, um, and Gibson was getting some reps there. I mean, he's two years ago he looked like he was up and comer. Right. Last year, you know, he had some issues, but then you know, I saw some of the the the, the advanced the stats. And, you know, he was one of the most double-teamed guys in the league last year, which I never would have guessed just by watching the film. But that's how, you know, the, the pro football focuses. These guys had him graded. Uh, so, you know, maybe this year, if he's not double quite as much, much, he can do some more things. 
We'll see. I mean, I I think he'll be in the mix, but I'm not expecting him to make a make a jump and have seven sacks, sacks like he did a couple of years ago. Oh wow! I'm not really either. I'm not either. What about? I, I would no. expect more from Robinson than him, actually. Yeah, I I mean, if you look at Dominic Robinson, I mean, he's just a really good athlete. You know, he played a quarterback, wide receiver. You know, early on in his high school and college career, uh, he only went to D line, I think, in 2020. So and that was the COVID year. So. You know, he hasn't played the position much, but, you know, right. if you listen to the to the players and the coaches talk about him, they talk him up pretty good. I mean, he's, he spent this last offseason working, I think, with Robert Mathis from the Colts, yes. trying to get better as a pass rusher, and, and, you know, he needs that. I mean, last year he had a sack and a half in week one, and he pretty much didn't do much the rest of the season. Yeah. He kind of hit the rookie wall real early, but, but yeah. he has speed, athleticism, he has length, he has all the traits this coaching staff wants – he just has to put it together with some technique. Yeah. I heard – I seen in a special they had on him. I forgot what I was, saw it on. It was on YouTube. And he said his best three games was the last three games of the season because he finally figured certain certain things out, although he had a sack and a half in that first game against San Francisco. But overall, he said his games wasn't – he didn't start really getting it until the last three games. Sure. He, st- he said he stated going against Philadelphia, Malata just killed him. So he's like, yeah. So uh, I, to say that he's learned from that and moved on, I'm looking forward to see what he does this year. Yeah, I'm with you. I, th- I, I, I of, of all the guys that are returning, I, I have the most high hopes for Robinson on that Manette line. Now I hear Jervon Dexter is a man child. <laughs> yes, he is. Uh, he looks really good out there. I mean, the, like I said, I was there the first day uh, without pads, second day with pads. But even when he, when he had no pads on, I mean, you could see the quickness off the ball, you know, the strength. He was throwing guys around, you know. I mean, that's what he did in college. I mean, he he would eat up two two or three blockers at times at Florida. Right. So he, he's, he's used to that. So, so now the Bears are saying, hey, you know, we, we don't want you to eat space. We want you to attack. And you look at his, his testing numbers. He's a great athlete. So he's right. there, too. So. He's been getting some reps at the nose and at the three tech. I'm not sure where he'll end up being, you know, once 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 the season comes around. But he's a guy that can play both, and I think maybe long term he may be your three tech. Now I love how they doubled down with two defensive tackles. Yeah. In a row. it reminds yeah. me of what was it, 2005, 2006, when they they got uh, Tank Johnson and yeah, Tommy Harris. Harris. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think it was oh, 04. Yeah, that, that, that was a good draft that year. And if, yeah. if, if both if the, both Zach Pickens and Dexter can hit, like I said, I, Dexter, I'm pretty sure is gonna gonna be pretty good. Mm-hmm. Pickens has some skills too there, but you know it's they'll be able to bring him along a little slower. Now, PJ, before you ask another question, oh, I'm sorry, go ahead. We have guests waiting in the back that would like to talk to Lester as well. All right. <laughs> He's, He's just, just like, having fun, man. We're just having some fun. Yeah. He's just chewing yeah. him up. As soon as you're ducked out, he's like, eh, eh. <laughs> well, you know why, right? Because once a guest come on, I'm gonna let them do their thing, and I'm gonna be quiet. I know. But we have some other guests that that would like to ask him one or two questions, and Paulski is one uh, he has to actually leave soon, so I want to bring him on to ask Lesser a couple of questions. Paulski, how are you doing tonight? Hey, good guys, how are you? Excellent. What's up, Paulski? Hey, up? How, how you doing? doing? Good. Good. Nice to meet you. How are you doing? Nice to meet you. Yeah, yeah, good. I, good. I, I can't put Foster's phrase on a T-shirt. However, I've definitely started putting this on T-shirts. Just incredible fields. So, oh. uh, yeah, I run a run a YouTube channel at Bears Key Film. If you want to check it out, I got a bunch of Bear, uh, Bears videos, hype videos, highlight videos, stuff like that. 
nice. as well as some custom gear. So I'm not following you on Twitter yet, but I am now. So oh, nice. uh, yeah, check out nice. check out the uh, check out the channel and whatnot if you can if you have some time. But um, my first question for you was going to be statistically, what kind of season does Justin Fields need to have in order for this front office to not have to address the quarterback position in the next offseason? I mean, I, I think they're pretty much sold on fields now. I mean, they, they set him up. I'm not going to say set him to fail, you know, last year, but they did nothing. I mean, Ryan Poles brought nothing in really to help him. You know, I mean, they're, they had Dakota Dozier lined up as their starting guard at one point in the offseason. They did not do a lot. I mean, it was Byron Pringle who was kind of came in, who was like kind of a, just a guy in KC, you know, and so they didn't really do too much. So at, at some point, you know, watching them play, watching them take to this offense, they started believing in him. So I, I think they're pretty much sold on him right now. I, I mean, I'm not expecting MVP fields this season. I'm not expecting him to break the, the uh, 4,000 yard passing uh, mark, uh, but I do think he's going to get, you know, over 3,000 yards passing. He's going to run the ball pretty good. His efficiency will be much better. And I think that's going to be enough for the bears to decide uh, that he's the guy and, and, and pay him long-term and, and man, this, this contract, look at how the quarterbacks are going. The next guy up gets gets the big check. So don't be surprised if Justin Fields does, you know, balls out. He's setting getting one of these gigantic record setting deals. So just a quick follow up. Yeah, um, I believe Vegas has him at twenty nine fifteen, if, if I'm correct. So yeah, that three thousand yard mark is kind of what we're keeping an eye on, I think, statistically. But even if it doesn't come to stats, do you think the team wins or have anything to do with it, or is it just all based off the eye test? Yeah, I, th- I think uh, I mean the wins would be nice, obviously, but again, it's gonna come down to efficiency. Like, like, like in that open with Greeny, he talked about how Justin Fields was one of the more efficient passers, you know, down the stretch. You look at his his raw numbers, you're like, well, he was throwing like 130 yards a game, 140 yards a game. That's not impressive. But the Bears weren't throwing much. But he was efficient. You know, he he was he was smarter with the ball. You know, he he was he was he was he was he wasn't taking many sacks. He kind of learned that part of the game. So let's see how he does in in you know the second year in the Getsy scheme. And you know, I think like I said, that's why I got him at ten wins. I think the wins will come because he's going to be better. Just the DJ Moore factor is going to be huge here for this team. Okay, and then question number two: uh, Which player, which one player on the Bears? Do you think it's the most important for them to stay healthy all year? Probably DJ Moore. I mean, besides Fields, it's got to be DJ Moore because you know you got to have that 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 go-to guy. He's the number one. He sets the entire receiving core up. This guy is, is a legit number one receiver. He doesn't look the part because a lot of guys here, you know, wide receiver one has to be like six foot four. But you know, that's that, that's not how they all look. I mean, he's more like a Stefan Diggs. You know, he's just a little smaller, but he's a great route runner. He has good hands, great after the catch. So I think DJ Moore stays healthy. That lets Mooney like, in the slot. That lets Claypool, you know, do his thing at the X. That lets Komet, you know, be open for the zones in the middle. So I think if if DJ Moore uh, you know stays healthy all year. Along with fields, the offense could be, you know, really surprising. You know, so I asked that same question to my buddy David, who helps me with some of the content on my channel and whatnot. And that was my initial answer was DJ Moore. But he brought up a good point, and I think you kind of hit it uh, in the opener a little bit. He's like, yeah, but you look at this offensive line. He goes, if yeah, Braxton yeah. Jones goes down, that could be – so impactful, even more impactful than a guy like DJ Moore going down potentially because, the, you know, the Bears have kind of added some depth to that wide receiver position. And worst comes to worst, you're kind of left with 
what you had at the end of the year last year. But uh, if if we suffer an injury at the left tackle position or even really anywhere on the line, like you were saying with the center and whatnot, I think that could be pretty detrimental to this team. So hopefully all those guys stay healthy and they all gel. Um, thank you for your time. Thank you for your answers and appreciate you. I'll definitely check out some of your content and uh, hopefully you check out some of mine too. Sounds good. Appreciate it. Cool. Thank you, Lester. Appreciate yep. you guys. Thanks, Go Paul. Thank you. All right. I'll see you guys. Thank you. See, threw me off with the show. Uh, <laughs> there was something he said at the end there about. Um, um, oh, I was going to say uh, Jason Peters is still out there, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he, he's out there. I'm not sure he's got much left in the tank. Uh, but I mean, that, that is true. I mean, it all starts up front. Um, I think the Bears with the receiving core and the way they have uh, uh, Robert Tunyon now, I think the, the quick game is a little more more something they can go to if they had to just because they have better receivers. They have, uh, you know, a good stable of running backs now. Um, I mean, it all starts up front, um, but, you know, there is no superstar amongst the, 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 the O-line right now. I think Tevin Jenkins has the potential to be that. Uh, obviously, with Wright, a rookie, he has the potential to be that. I, I like the upside of Braxton Jones, too, but – you know, we got to see what he does here in uh, in year two. Yeah. And muted Foster. <laughs> He's just yelling at everybody over there. <laughs> Nobody can hear a damn word he's saying. No, I, I, I just the only thing I was saying. I said, didn't didn't Polly kind of make like four questions out of two, pulling the old uh, the, the old the PJ follow up. Thing where, yeah. PJ's got this thing where geez, I got one more questions, but it's like twenty-seven subparts. Oh, but he got, got in and, look, he he got in and out, removed himself. Yeah, 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 he did. Stop PJ, remove him. <laughs> so I was like, I was like, well, that's that was cool. I, and, and good questions, man. Good questions, good answers. Good we answers. we do have um, I have we have Brian waiting in the background who has a couple questions for you too. Let's bring him on. What's up, Brian? Hello, how are you guys doing? What's going hey, on, Brian? How you doing? Pretty good. Hi, Brian. Russell. Nice to meet you. Um, I'm a big fan. I really enjoy all the work that you do on Windy City, along with um, you can correct me if I'm wrong, but Greg Gabriel does some work with you, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Greg started okay. with us uh, like a year or so ago, and he's been with us uh, on the site for a while. He his podcast stuff he does with Barroom. Uh, we've, right, had him yeah, a, yeah. Yeah, we, we've had him as a guest on our few of our shows, but yeah, Greg, Greg's good. Greg, Greg's, Greg's a real nice guy. And then you guys brought in a new guy, a newer guy. I man, his name, I had his name on my, on my mind. And then I, I don't know, you know, crossed me up, but I think you guys caught a good one. He does, he does podcasting as well. I believe. Bill, is that Bill Zimmerman? No. Um, wow. Gosh, Mason man, West. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> He's gonna make you go through all of them. Taylor Dow. What's that? Taylor Dow. She has a uh, uh, making monsters for us. No, I can't think of his name. But I just watched uh, uh, one of his videos. Okay. He's 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 really good talent too. I think you guys caught a good one with him as well. Nice. But um, so first off, I wanna um before I. Uh, ask uh, Lester these questions. I want to address the elephant in the room. I almost thought that Shorty was going to say that at the very beginning that he was the lead cheerleader. And <laughs> but anyways, no, no. But seriously, um, so, 
and then he broke off to something, you know, something else. But anyways, um, Lester, I have a couple of like questions that aren't necessarily what I would think that like your usual um, fan would ask you because I wanted to be a little bit different. So um, with, uh, do you have a, um, like a story, like I'm sure, have you, you, you've met with uh, Greg Gabriel, right? Uh, over the phone, over Zoom, this is how I met Greg. I mean, we, we text okay. him every now and again. Do it's you it's, it's, a, it's a social media world that everyone, everyone talks over social media these days. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I was just curious because I love his work. I could listen to him, you know, 24 hours a day. And just he wanted to come out here and talk to you because of Greg Gabriel. We get it. We get it. <laughs> no, no, but, you know, I just book you and get Greg Gabriel. He's really good at what he does. I mean, he's, he's, he's been in his position for a reason. And, you know, you guys got a hold of a good one there as well. But yeah. anyway, um, so... I think you were asking if he had a story about him. Is that what you are yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't know. I mean, if... like, like, I don't really have any story. I mean, just like with Greg, every now and then we'll talk and, you know, he, he does, you know, he, he does still have lead connections. I mean, he coached, I mean, he, he was a scout in the NFL for like 30 years. So, right. so every now and then he will slip me a nugget, you know, okay. of course, but it's it's off the record. So, but, yeah. but, uh, but Greg does know his stuff, his stuff. So, like, if you see Greg on on Twitter doing his thing, you know, he, he he's not just pulling stuff out of his butt. I mean, right? Greg yeah. Greg's pretty dialed in. Um, like like anyone that does this, you know, he he's sometimes wrong with things, but yep. you know, like, yep. but but he he knows his stuff. And like, uh, if Greg says something, I I generally trust what he has to say. Uh oh, yeah. the Bears just signed a guy. Yeah. Is this true here, Leo? I'm looking it up here. They got Ngakwe. Yeah, let me see here. What? That's that's been on the lips for months. Some breaking news here on your show. Break it to us now. Break it to us. Break it to us now. Break it to us now. Yannick Ngakwe signed a one-year, ten point five million deal with the uh, Chicago Bears. Ten million is guaranteed, so it's a one-year deal. That's good. Nice stuff. That's awesome. And and okay, and that was going to lead me. I wasn't playing off of that, but I am now. That was going to lead you to my next question for you. Like, you, you've seen how Cole has done business from the past year, and it seems like he has a, um, a, I don't know, like a method to his madness, how, you know, when you see him sign somebody, then he's going to back it up with, um, drafting someone of the same, you know, same position. He doubles up. It yeah. seems like to me, to me, and it, I might be totally wrong, but it seems like he doubles up when he goes, you know, and doing doing his business. And my question was, um, as far as that goes, what position do you see him doubling up? What's the greatest you percentage you personally would think that position would be where he would double up this next offseason probably defensive end again i mean the the deal here is just a one-year deal 
Um, I think the Bears are going to be his fifth team in, in five years or fourth team in four years. So he, he's just a mercenary type guy. Um, if he does really good, the Bears may bring him back, but they're right. still going to draft the guy because they have two first round draft picks. You know, the the, the edge position is is pretty top heavy. It's 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 yep. a pretty good pretty good draft coming up for the edge. Our guy Jacob Infante will will have, have all that down. For, of course, he's our lead draft analyst. Um, but yeah, it's a uh, it's going to be defensive end. It's my guess in the offseason. And yeah. that's exactly what I was expecting to hear from you. I just, I just wanted to, you know, connect the dots more or less. You know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh, do you have anybody like you would prefer over? You know, like I know it's a year down the road, but you have your own preferences. Like you're like, oh man, I hope we get this guy. You know, I have not really dove too much into the free agency because it's so hard to tell this time of year because. Right. Obviously, obviously, uh, Chase Young could be on the market. You know, we kind of see kind of who shakes loose. You know, there's going to be someone. I mean, there's always somebody. It's just a matter of are they going to get franchise tag? There's a team going to bring them back. And as right. far as the draft goes, like I said, our guy Jacob has been on it. You know, he does mock drafts all the time for us. You know, he he, he has that first round on lock. So, you know, I talked to him, and he tells me there's at least a couple guys that could go wherever the Bears are going to pick, you know, depending on where, where they, they land here, either them or Carolina's pick where there could be a guy that, that's in there for that spot, and they take him. Plus, with like I said, with they have the extra first-round pick, it gives them, gives them some ammunition. So if it's a guy they really covet, if they wanted to move up, now they have the ammo to do it. So um, there's You're a gentleman. You're getting many questions over here, Brian. Okay, so You're there's well, a gentleman well, on podcast. Out. There's a gentleman on this podcast that is, like, totally in love with Chase Young. And uh, I don't know if you know this or not, but uh, me, it scares me to think, oh, let's go get Chase Young because he really yeah. hasn't shown much. In not going to happen now. They just signed, yeah. yeah. They just signed Yannick, so it's not going to happen now. Yeah, it's not happening. That's Plus, awesome. I think with Young, awesome. you know, he, you know he, he's coming off the injury. I know Washington put him on the block, so to speak. That was the big rumor. But no one's trading for him. I think Washington just did it to kind of see where his where his uh, his price range was. If they would have got blown away, then you know maybe they make a deal because they have a ton of money you know tied up in, on the D line there. So you know if he shows he's the guy, if he shows he's bounced back and he's completely healthy and he's and he's getting sacks, maybe they deal him at the deadline. But you know now with the Bears making a move here. You know, we'll see what happens. I think they may not want to trade any assets now. I think they, right. I mean, I, 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 like I said, I'd love to see the Bears win it all this year. I, I think realistically speaking, the Bears may feel they're another year away. This would be uh-huh. a good year to kind of build it up. I mean, they had three wins last year. So if they win seven games, that's a hell of an improvement. Three to seven, that's great. Bears fans would be pissed because they want playoffs. But if they, <laughs> if, if, if they show improvement, you know, if they show improvement, to me, that, that, that that's a win in my book. Yeah, and some something just to be reminded of. Paul said everything wasn't going to be fixed in one year, exactly. so we have to be patient, just like yes. he is being patient as far as like connecting all the dots and making making that deep playoff run. And and the thing I say, maybe they win, maybe eight, nine, ten, and that's having a good year for me. I just I'm really shaky about like the depth of the offensive line. Like if anybody goes down on that offensive line, man, it's such, 
it's a shaky road we're going down. It's, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's, it's, that's for sure. Yeah, I mean, the, the, the O-line depth overall is better than a year ago. And, yeah. you know, so that, at least that's a positive. But, you know, it's – and plus, you know, if something drastic happens, you know, they then they may be forced to make a move. And like I said, they have some draft capital they could play with. They have a lot of money. Yeah. You know, we'll see what happens here. I just, you know, you got you to hope they all stay healthy. If they're, if they're healthy, I think on paper the O-line should be pretty good. You know, they're, right. still be, they're still going to be. They're still going to be. They're still going to be a real run first team. You know, they're going to want to pound Herbert and Foreman. You know, they're going to want to. You know, get uh, Roshan Johnson involved as much as possible. They're going to try and do a lot of running stuff, but then they're going to let the the, the the play the play action pass. The, the short game right. should be there. You know, uh, some more max protect stuff. So we'll, we'll kind of see where it all plays out. But but I'm with you, man. It's it's about that old line. Let yeah. these guys stay healthy and, and and they'll be good to go. No more uh-huh. questions, Brian. You're done. I'm just I'm really excited to, with our signing. That's awesome news right there in itself. Because we as as a defensive team, our pressure was never gonna come from the edge. It was always gonna come from the center. Center out. The edge is gonna be the more containing, like Okay, you're gonna get your sacks when the quarterback is pressured out of the middle. That was my that was my is is Brian taking classes from you? I swear you're running I swear you're running a studio teaching people how to just keep going. What you talking about? He's my guy. I love you guy. I love you guy. I got we gotta let you go. We have Walt coming out and we have one more surprise guest that Gonna want to talk to us here as well. So thanks, Brian. Thanks, Brian. Thanks, guys. (laughs) All right, Walt. Walt, are you there in the background? He is. Before PJ goes on a roll, now we got to bring in Walt. (laughs) (laughs) Questions, Walt. You got two questions. (sighs) Two questions. Um, You know what? Let's break it down. We're talking about O line. Let's go under the uh, the center situation. Do you think the plan is in place now just to keep uh, Cody White here? Or do we look at maybe um, – because I'm pretty high on Doug Kramer. I don't really think he's as bad as everyone makes it out to be. We have no sample for him, so we can't really make a decision. Yeah, I mean, like you said, there is no sample size. Um, I just go by what I saw and what I hear some guys talk about. And so far, no one's really been overly impressed with Kramer. Obviously, he's coming off the injury, so you got to take that into effect as well. But you know, even his tape in Illinois, I wasn't overly impressed with. Uh, I know our guy Bill did a lot of film work on him. He said he was on the ground a bit too much. You know, Greg Gabriel talks about that a lot. He says guys that are on on the ground a lot in college that doesn't that usually translates. He calls them groundhogs if they spend too much falling. That that shows you don't have you know. Uh, good core strength uh so that was kramer's problem in, in college at illinois you know he that's something you can work on obviously so but then of course the injury kind of set him back so we got to kind of see where he is um if if patrick's forced to play guard then then kramer may be your backup center we'll, we'll see what happens but yeah i think i think white here obviously is in the plans this year he's definitely their guy um i believe his contract uh he has another year after this but you can get out of it if you wanted to next offseason it wouldn't really cost you too much uh, in, in, in dead space i always looked at this year is going to be white here's year as, as soon as i realized what they're going on when, when they didn't draft schmitz i know a lot of bears fans wanted to get the kid from minnesota when they didn't draft the kid from uh, uh ohio state wepler uh, the kid from from wisconsin all, all those big 10 centers a lot of bears fans wanted when they passed on them all and you realize well i guess they're all in on cody white here for at least one season it makes the most sense he's a veteran 
He's going to have a, a new right guard in Nate Davis, a new left guard in Tevin Jenkins. He has a second-year tackle and a rookie tackle. So you want that veteran presence at center. So this year at least is his year, and then we'll see how they gel and see what happens next season. Okay. Now let's uh, let's jump ahead to 2024 a little bit. Uh, going into the draft, since we signed Yannick Ngakwe, if you had to pick an edge, who would you go with? Uh, like I said, I haven't done too much work into this stuff. I know there's the kid, uh, Verse, I believe his name is. That's that's who everyone seems really high on. Yes. Like I said, it's where the Bears pick. I mean, the Panthers, they might be pretty bad, so the Bears could be picking pretty high. It depends how high that pick is. I mean, if that pick's high enough where one of those quarterbacks are there, Bears may flip that pick again and move back because everyone wants the quarterback, and there's at least you know two that should go pretty high. Of course, the receivers up there, maybe they're that high, and they, and they want the receiver because – you know, you can never have enough receivers. So I just think it's, it's with Ngakwe, it's a one-year deal. He's a mercenary. Like I said, if he does really, really good and he, he gels with this, I mean, this is a big culture, you know, franchise. If he messes with the locker room and he has a nice big season and they think, yeah, this guy is, you know, we, we can bring him back for a, a two- or three-year deal because I think he's 29 years old. So he's right in his prime there. I mean, he's, he's still got some, some, some good football ahead of him. Um, you know, maybe, maybe they resign him, but like I said in the, the, the last segment, I think they double dip at defensive end um, in the draft and in free agency next offseason. Okay. Uh, just a quick question, uh, Shorty. Yannick Ngakwe, what, what, why do you think he bounced around the league so much? Uh, one trick pony. I mean, his, his thing is get, rushing the passer. Everywhere he's gone, his knock is he can't stop the run, which, you know what, if, if that's the case and then you're in Chicago, it's a lot of money, but you know what? Don't start him. Let him rush the passer. It's, it's a passing league anyway. You know, you're in nickel, you know, 65% of the time anyway. So if he's coming off the bench, I think at this point in his career, you should understand why. Because he's not stopping the run. And you have Rasheem Green, you have Demarcus Walker, who are two good run-stopping defensive ends. I think if Ngakwe is this guy that's just your situational pass rusher, he's still going to play 60% of their snaps just getting after the quarterback. So I think that's that's why he's bounced around so much. And, you know, hope, you know, like I said, if he has a great year, hopefully he, he, he finds a home in Chicago because you need those guys to get after the quarterback. Mm-hmm. Well, awesome. Thanks. Thanks for coming on, Walt. You're going to stick right. around for Shoot the Shit later? Yeah, I'll be back. All right, cool. Thanks, Walt. Thanks, Walt. We'll talk some food later, too, man. Yeah. Awesome <laughs> food. All right. And oh, I have to. We have, food. we have um, Tommy Nodaway in the background, and we have to bring oh him out. My guy. We're doing another, another little mini reunion <laughs> show. Oh, look, he's got the guns out. I knew I, I knew you're going to have a tank top because you got to get those guns popping, my friend. Oh, he's on mute, too. Get him out here. Come on, let's go. You're muted. <laughs> there he is. Here he is. Come on. Oh, don't tell me his, his phone's not going to cooperate. Oh, man. Put it on speaker, Tommy. I think he's on a laptop. Uh, he's, working. he's pissed. <laughs> it's okay, Tom man. Reset it. He was just on the show last week. It worked. Yeah, I saw I saw it. I was actually on that show, too, I think. Let's see. <laughs> on my end here. Oh, he's yeah. not coming in. Soft Are you you're on a computer, Tom? Yes or no? Are you on yes, or, yes or no? Oh, what a bummer, man. <laughs> StreamYard does work on a cell phone most of the time. Yeah. 
he wants to pop it on, you know, go to the link in your cell. It should uh, be able to get you on there. Yeah, you were on your cell last time, I think, weren't you? Just shoot him. Can you shoot him the link to his cell phone, Shorty? Send him a text message with it. Come on your phone. And then Tommy, go, Tommy, go to the bottom where it says uh, he's out. All right, quick question for you, Lester. Why would we know Tommy? <laughs> because Poles has a propensity to uh, double down. Do you still think it's out of the realm of possibility that they still might make another move for another defensive end? Uh, I mean, it depends. I mean, I know Justin Houston had some some rumors that the Bears were interested in him. You know, I, I actually would have preferred Justin Houston um, o- o- over the guy they just signed. I just think he's a better, a little bit of a pass rusher. I think he has a better presence. Uh, you know, more well respected. I think he'd be a great locker room guy. But but I'm okay with this signing here too. So maybe they do double down. Plus, let's see how bad the injury to Walker. I mean, if if Demarcus Walker's going to miss any time, they may be forced to go out and get another guy. So he did have an injury. I thought he just had a veteran days off. Uh, the day I was there, he left early with trainers. And then from what I understand, he did not practice today. Um, so, and then of course, when, when the bears talk, they just say, you know, he's got an injury. They don't really get any details. So we'll see that when they practice, I think they're back. The fans are back at it tomorrow. So we'll know for sure. Okay. I, I wanted to kind of piggyback off of a question that was asked earlier about Justin Fields. What if he ends up having the exact same statistical season? Or relatively off by a number or two. That would uh, mean something went wrong because, <laughs> I mean, yeah, I mean, he, he's just, you know, the offense, year two of the offense, year two of the scheme, you know, better receivers, better O line, a, a better backfield by committee, a, a better tight end group. I mean, everything there is better for him. Um, I, I hope they're not running him at quarterback power three, four times a game. I want him to see them scale back some of the runs, you know, let him pick up his yards scrambling. You know, that, that's what he's good at anyway. You know, have some read options where you do have to run in the ball once in a while. But I don't want to see, you know, six, seven, eight, you know, called quarterback runs. That's just not good for your offense. No, no. Agreed. Agreed. I just, I just wonder what would happen if the, if the Panthers ended up with the first pick and oh. Justin Fields had a similar season. Uh, then you might see the Bears go after the quarterback. I mean, if, if, oh, no. if, Fields, if Fields does not take a step – Mm-hmm. You know, you, you're in a situation where you have that draft pick. I mean, I, I'm a big Fields fan. I, I would I would hate to see it happen, but I would understand the franchise having to make that move because Williams is like everyone says he's, you know, the next sure thing. So, you know, we, they still got to play the game. We'll see how he does in college. I mean, at this point next year, you know, maybe he'll regress. I mean, who knows? I mean, we've seen plenty of guys say, oh, this guy will be the next big thing, kind of flame out during their, their final year in college. So we'll see what happens. Yeah. Let's see if we can get Tom in here now. There What's you go. Up? <laughs> What's, What's up, Tommy? Tommy? What's going on, guys? Sorry about that. I have no there news. What happened? Technology, man. What's up? <laughs> What's going on, fellas? How you guys been? I'm good, Tommy. Made it up, Tommy's. Absolutely. We are, we are excellent. I know you were on the show, the, the, the reunion show last week, and uh, – we were talking about Lester coming on this week, and so I know you wanted to come on. So, what a small world, Noda. What's up, man? It's crazy. I, I, I t- tell me about it. We were talking about it last week. All of a sudden, my boys are like, "What?" I'm like, "Yeah, like Lester was an absolute stud <laughs> back in the day." 
crazy. Small world. That's that's awesome. Yeah. How you been, big dog? I've been good, man. I've been real good. I mean, uh, you know, just I can't complain about too much. You just, uh, you know, living a dream. Yeah, absolutely. Likewise. Nice. You guys were balling it up at uh, Shoot the Bull back in the day. Oh, yeah. Three on three, you know, uh, men's leagues, uh, softball city. We did a lot of softball together. Uh, you know, all the stuff that, that men do when they get, you know, out of high school, they got to find something to, to occupy the time. That was me and Nota Man going to the park, you know, pretty much, you know, all the time playing basketball, you know, driving up to, to Gurney or Joaquin, wherever we could find the game. And that was us. We're going to find a game. Absolutely. Yeah, it was, it was fun. We had a nice little run there for a little while. Yeah. And th then the age creeps up, man. And my knees said, that's enough of that. It's time to retire. Oh, come on, not, man. Not, not for Tommy, man. He's not, like, uh, not, not for Noda. Yeah, he's there. Yeah. Look at him. Yeah. That's it's just years old already. A little bit. I mean, I'm a, I'm a little out of state, but I won't be for long. Nice. <laughs> so, well, I went to Round Lake, too. I just graduated a year before you guys. Nice. <laughs> a century. He was, he was in class number one. That's right. I have your, your yearbook picture. <laughs> oh, look at the, you had that ready to go, man. Shorty, that was pulled up quick. Man. Shorty pulling the trigger quick. <laughs> He's been waiting on that joke for months. <laughs> Walked into it. I had to set him up, man. Yeah. Well, actually, he, was waiting, actually, he was just waiting for the right comedy. He had his finger on the button for the last 45 minutes. I know the guy. <laughs> Who are you getting so, feedback from your, uh, your computer there, Tom? Wait, hold on. That's actually that's on my end. Hold on a second. Uh, that should, should take care of it. No. No, it's probably my iPad. Remember last time I had problems with it? The last time Let's see if it's it now. I need to jump it on my phone. Oh, yeah. Are you on speaker? Uh, I have no idea what this iPad is. Probably, yeah. I'm only hearing your echo watch. I'm hearing everybody. It's there. It's there. <laughs> but I was saying that I had that, I had that joke queued up for uh, I'm gonna mute him. I had that that uh, joke queued up for PJ last week, and then I never got to do it because PJ left the show. So I use it for Foster later. <laughs> nice. Yeah, he pulled up all your guys, all, all those guys' high school pictures. He goes, "Oh, by the way, I got yours, dude." And I'm going, "What? How?" <laughs> there was a time that I could not pull it up that fast. I'll, I'll tell you that much. It's taking a little bit of a little bit of getting used to here. It was a time you couldn't pull it up that fast. Oh, <laughs> there's a joke in there. Yeah. <laughs> there is. He will find it. That's what we were trying to give, just give you a warning about PJ, man. Because. He waits, he waits. He's like a shark. He waits, he waits, he pounces. This is the name for shorty, eh? Wait, what you said there's there's no need for him, Tom? No, he said hence the name, I think. Oh, I thought he was said so there was no need for shorty anymore. No, there's always no no no. Are you kidding me? Oh, I just took him off too. 
I was going to do it, and then I'm like, I'm not going to do it. And then I accidentally did it. Wow, too bad. That's awesome. So how was the talk? I, I jumped in a little late, but I caught, I caught that little, uh, I don't know, I, I jumped in, and then I had the mic on, and then it was gone. So uh, I missed that last interview. Was um, The first dude seemed pretty knowledgeable, pretty decent. So... Yeah, Brian, yeah, Brian, Brian, Brian he, he, he got a little got excited, excited and asked way too many fucking questions. questions. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, I did jump in to give the, you know, if we end up going, you know, three wins last year, we get seven this year. But uh, I don't know, man. We were talking about it last week. I'm just a diehard fan anyway, so it is what it is. But. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's definitely possible. I mean, like I said, I got him with 10. I, I think I'm a little high, but uh, I just really believe in Justin Fields. I believe that he's got what it takes to take that step. You know, he, he, he was a much different player at Ohio State. I mean, he wasn't this run first guy. And that's what, right. you know, the NFL fans who really didn't really watch him much in college or really didn't scout him much. They just see him as this this run first guy. They say he can't process, you know. But you know he was fine in college. Right. His receiving core in college was better than what he had last year with the Bears. So Absolutely. you know you have to take a look at the talent around him. That was one of the most talented teams. Now the Bears have kind of made those moves to build things up, you know. And and like I said, this is the first time he's been in the same scheme now, you know, for a few years. I mean, since Ohio State, because you know he had you know last year was Getsy, this year's Getsy. Prior to this, it was it was Nagy. So. You know, prior to that, it was uh, the, the Ryan Day scheme in Ohio State. So now he is two years in a row. Luke Etsy scheme. It's it's a quarterback friendly system, but it takes time to figure out. It takes time to learn all, all the all the, the 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 ins and outs of the of the of the system. There's a lot of option routes for receivers that they expect them to know. Chase Claypool. One reason why he struggled last year because he just you know couldn't pick up the playbook. And fans are, are mad about that, but. That's the reality of the NFL playbook. It's diff- difficult to learn coming in from Pittsburgh to, to Chicago, different yeah. scheme, different terminology. Season. You know, and then fans say, oh, just run them on a slant, run them on a fly, run them on a go. Well, that's not that simple because if the defense has this type of look, now that slant turns into an out. If, right. if the, the, the fade turns into a crawl. I mean, it, it, there's so many option routes built in. If you don't know those things, if you're not on the same page as your quarterback, mm-hmm. you're going to throw interceptions or yours can't be effective. Right. Yeah, I mean, how many guys? How many guys ran the wrong routes last year or used the playbook from the year before? I know Mooney had a couple of them. Claypool. So you don't. We don't even know how many. I mean, it could have been all those guys. Yeah. Changing systems every year. I, I played for three years. We had the same. We ran the T formation for three years. T formation in the seventies, man. You might be hundred years old. Talk about that, man. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> We had two halfbacks, quarterback, and a fullback in the backfield, man. Okay. Okay. One of these days, the T formation is going to come back, guys. It's going to come back. (laughs) I just hope it's the Bears that bring it back. And one of these days, we're going to get Chase Young. (laughs) Yeah, DJ's been saying that. I think since last year, he's been on this Chase Young thing. Mm -hmm. But, hey, if that works and it works and the help, you know, whatever, whatever – I love just I love the way Poles has gone about everything he's done, man. I very few things have I disagreed with the guy on. Even a couple things I did, I'm like, nah, I would have done that. And then in hindsight, or I'm looking back at it, it's like I would have been totally wrong, man. I'm glad he did what he did. How long is he? You know, he knows the game. The guy's been in it his whole life. Yeah, I mean, he's he's. We talked about Greg Gabriel at the top of the show. 
you know, if you trace Ryan Poles' scouting roots, yeah. I mean, it, it ends up with Greg Gabriel. Greg Gabriel yeah. trained Ballard, who who helped train Ryan Poles. So, you know, Poles and, and Gabriel are, are pretty tight. So it's, uh, you know, it's, it's it's good lineage for the scouting uh, the scouting room there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Tommy, Tommy's on vacation, so his Wi-Fi is shit. He's saying in the <laughs> chat. <laughs> Must be nice, huh? Mm. On vacation, visiting your son, probably playing baseball somewhere. <laughs> yeah, there it is. Living, like I said, living the dream, man. That's yeah. good. Yeah. yeah. Hmm. But Lester, every, time, I, every time I see him now, man, all, all you see is this big smile. Oh, I know. And he it's looks 20 years younger. smiling and sitting there with the no sleeves. Yeah. <laughs> it, he looks the same he did now that he did, you know, 20 years ago. Exactly the same to me. I hate those guys like that, man. <laughs> I look the same as I did in like 34, 1834. Nice. <laughs> and 1734. Yeah. 34 BC. Man, rough crowd. Rough well, I know we're going on a little over an hour over here, so I don't want to keep you too much longer. Um, Unless you want to continue to hang out with us. Uh, you know, I probably should go eat dinner. I've not had dinner yet tonight, and I'm getting a little hungry. You guys talked about food earlier. got me really hungry. Oh, yeah. That's what we're about to get into here. This is okay. Half, half the show turns into food. The important yeah. stuff. I got gotcha. you. I got gotcha. you. Can, can I interject, Shorty? Oh, I just want to know if anybody from the chat had a question that we didn't get to to ask uh, Lester. Not me. Anybody from the chat. Um, Cliff had one, but it was before Yannick. So. Cliff's got answered. He said, he goes, oh, that answered my Yannick, my question. <laughs> Cliff's saying, show, Cliff wants me to show you his cheesecake. <laughs> he really wants you to go get hungry. This is our oh, master. Man. This I mean, is our his, master in the show, man. His oh, cheesecake, man. sorry. Yeah, this, this is how the show got. Here, here's how the show eventually turned into, like, food towards uh, towards the end it was like midnight and cliff was putting a meatloaf in the oven yeah. and he's like the meatloaf so the, i'm just i just put the meatloaf in the oven it should be done in 45 minutes we're like what yeah it's like 10 after midnight man what are you doing cliff so then it just became it snowballed it just snowballed yeah, it just every snowballed. week the guy's yeah. making something sending pictures in so we spend the last 40 minutes talking food and by the time that's over it's it's eleven o'clock midnight where everybody's at, and oh, everybody's running out to get some because we've been talking about food for forty minutes. Right? So that's I what guess happens. why Lester's even hungry. We didn't even show him any of the dishes. Right? <laughs> and if we would have showed you the burgers and everything these guys cook, oh yeah, right. yeah. If that happens, I would just say, "Oh, here it is. Come on, now, what's this?" Cheese <laughs> steak. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I think I'm gonna, I'm gonna go find some leftovers when I go down. Probably an old hot dog laying around. I ain't got nothing downstairs. <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> His oh, son wow. is a chef, and so therefore he's a chef. Okay, I got it from Cliff's. Cliff's been a lifelong great cook, so nice. he's the uh, he's the the chef of the show. Here, here's another weird one, Lester. I know you got to run, but but somebody's going to ask, man. I wonder what Lester's eating right now because it's <laughs> like every guest that leaves this show after we talk about food, like 20, 40 minutes later. Yeah, I'm, I'm laying. Well, what, what was Joe Mandel's? He's laying in bed, listening to the show, trying not to wake his wife. I forgot a bacon, a BLT. He's eating a BLT at like eleven thirty at night. Man. Yeah. So it happens all the time. So you might have. So to was I had it. I had an, Oh yeah, I know it happens every time. 
if you can, man, you can hop in and say, yeah, I had an old nasty hot dog. Yeah. Whatever, man. He, he, people he, ask. I don't we just get – we got, like – these guys know their football, and they're all into the Bears. They're Bears fanatics. I, they, they, they put up with us every week. And they're just so involved in this stuff, and it's, it's just an awesome thing, man. They, they throw all this stuff in with the food. Everybody's talking to it, man. So, it's a good thing nice. you came to the show without having eaten yet because now you yeah. – uh, now you're ready to go. Yeah, we'll see what I got. I think my I think my wife made a frozen pizza earlier because it was kind of like a lazy day for them laying around. So yeah. we'll see what I get down there. It's either that or a, or a hot dog. I don't know what I got here. So <laughs> well, nothing Lester, like that, I'll tell you. <laughs> seriously appreciate you coming on the show. Thank sure, you, sure, so. man. It was fun. I had a good time. Glad you had a good time. That's what we try to do here. Have a there it is. Have a good time. Maybe that'll make you want to come back again sometime. Sounds good. Sounds like a plan. Absolutely, man. Thanks again, Lester, so much for coming, man. Sure, sure, anytime. Sorry, Cliff, we didn't get you your question, so I apologize. Yeah. Thank, we'll thanks, Lester. Uh, thanks for everything. One more thing, man, PJ. I, I, I kind of freaked out because I sent you that message a little late. I'm like, man, I hope this guy's not sleeping. So I wake <laughs> up the next morning, and he sent me an answer back at like 105 in the morning. So I'm like, what are you doing, going through bear stuff at 105 in the morning? I mean, if it's if it's the weekend, I'm I pretty I'm, I'm a night on the weekend, so I yeah. probably just was on Twitter seeing what's going on. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm, that's good. You know, it's all good. Yeah. I'm. Uh, like I said, I I pretty much jump in anybody's show. If anyone wants me to jump in, I'll kind of give give them a hand. And like I would say, I think we're all playing in the same bear sandbox. You know, I, I don't see no reason to kind of you know you know if we can help everyone up and boost everyone up and. It just makes uh, Bears fans uh, smarter and better if we're all uh, getting good quality content out there. Absolutely. Truly appreciate it. I love all the content on the Windy City Gridiron, all the different writers you got. Appreciate it. I was going to bring up some articles because I just went through like three or four of them, especially one that I liked was uh, the Greg Greg Gabriel's. Now it's it's him. I'm done. I'm done, man. I just, I I was being quiet because I got the. All the stuff I was going to talk about, I've watched him talk about it over three shows in a row. So I was like, okay, okay. All right. So, Lester, thank you for coming on the show. <laughs> it's a blast having you on. And we'd love to have you on again. So go, Sounds enjoy, good. go enjoy your meal. I will. Take it easy, guys. Have a good one. Bye. See you later. I pulled the wrong one. There we go. <laughs> You're just ranting on. You had to be pulled. You had to. <laughs> Absolutely. I should. I said I was trying to say I should have muted myself like five minutes ago, man. <laughs> but he, that guy's People so personable, and I, I love. I love. I, I sat here just watching you guys like I'm like a normal thing where I'm sitting on my phone or my TV watching a YouTube thing with Lester on it because I just watched three of them. So yeah, I'm just, I just like sitting watch. here going, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, definitely, man. You know, just like I'm. I'm, I'm in, like I am. I'm like I, I've always been. I'm in the chat watching, going, yeah, this, this guy's got some great points, man. I like that. I wanted to talk to him about Vallis Jones, but I saw the show. I saw a show from, I think it was on the Rank Show, where he went through all that. So I didn't want him to have to repeat all that stuff because they had a good conversation about, you know, what they both thought about Vallis. And I still, yeah. think he's, I still think he's going to be something for us this year. I do. Punt returning, jet sweep, some some nice big receptions, but time will tell. Well, let me ask you guys a question that uh, Cl- Cliff tried to ask uh, Lester. What moves do you think uh, polls will uh, do now, if any? Offensive line. I, I, maybe, maybe another 
offensive lineman. What what do we got left that we got to spend by April? Isn't it like twelve or fourteen million still before we cannot get penalized? Mm. It's something like that. I haven't looked at it in a while, but before Ngakwe, it was like twenty two or twenty four million. I thought. So, I mean, we got to spend this money, and I, I'm going to agree with you. He's going to, you know, okay, so we got the thing with Davis. Maybe he goes out and tries and picks up another offensive lineman, whatever position that they, you know, feel that there might be an issue with. Uh, mm-hmm. Because as Lester mentioned, and we've talked about it several times, is Dieter can play all three of those spots. So we know we've got one guy in there, and then Patrick can play guard. He didn't do great last year, but. That might have been health issues. I, I don't know. But so, you gotta, you gotta, what do we need? What don't we have, man? A, a tackle? Please, another tackle? Try, try, and, try and make sure we have the best swing tackle available. We got two or three guys on the team. But like, I don't know who's going to be that swing tackle. Do you? He's saying Dieter doesn't look like much in uh, practice. I, I'm to hear that. A lot of the clips I saw, for some reason, Dieter's been always been on the sideline. That's what I'm saying. So if Dieter's not stepping up, yeah, he may not be the guy that we thought he was. He may not. I, I just think there's more to it. There's always there's always something in preseason in, in camp and preseason where look at so what what do we have already? Claypool this year, Tevin Jenkins last. I mean, there's always something that you just we don't know. It's every year. And it's been going on forever, PJ. Think about it. There's always something. Well, I'm just looking at the fact that what's really concerning for me as a Dieter fan is the fact that when they move Patrick to guard, yeah, second string center was Kramer and not Dieter. So that's really concerning to me because I'm like, so where is Dieter falling in this I mean, is it third string uh center slash guard because could, could, could Dieter have a little injury they're not telling anybody about and they're just kind of working him in slow because he hasn't even been on with the first or second team and that I thought for sure he'd be on the second team he hasn't been I mean he's been playing I guess on the third team but he hasn't been playing on the second right team. and, and I'm saying like, it they, they they just gave him that little raise and the extension you know so I I just I don't who knows it doesn't seem natural you look at last year he was in on everything. He was the second best offensive lineman statistically in the preseason. And he got a lot of snaps in the preseason. So why why is it such a difference from year to year? Did the team get that much better? Did he regress a little? You know, there's there's a few questions there. Well, that's what I'm saying. I mean, I mean, the fact that he's not out there is like he may not be as good as we, we thought he was. That's right. That's, that's right. the point I'm making. It's like I, you're right. Uh, I was gonna you. read uh Retro's thing there. You got Peter. Carter as well as Leatherwood ahead of him at the guard spot, even right. Lucas Patrick. So, right. mm-hmm. you guys want to? We got we got Brian and Walt waiting in the background. You want to bring them on for shoot the shit? Absolutely, man. Let's bring them on. I, I have a, an awesome graphic that Walter made. I totally forgot to pull up, amongst other things. See, now I'm going to start saying freaking Dan. All right, let's shoot the shit. To answer uh, Doug Van Dora's question real quick, wasn't Dieter Iceland or did, was a Dieter on the practice squad for at least some of last year? He spent most of last year on the practice squad 
we pulled it. We made him active later on, but because of the rule where you could pull up two guys from the practice squad, uh, we pulled him up from the practice squad pretty regularly. Then we actually added him to our active roster towards the last part of last year. Yeah. I think he, wasn't he on it for like the last four or five games, the active yeah. roster? Yeah. Maybe six even, something like that. Yeah. What's up, Walt and Brian? What are you guys doing? Okay. Well, uh, let's throw this since we started it. Let's throw this at uh, Walt and, and Brian. Because uh, I'm going to go get some asked, more water. I'll be right back. Oh crap! Not joking. Uh because Cliff asked, you guys think Cole will to, make, make wrap more up move? What's he saying? I said I'll come back to wrap up. <laughs> <laughs> It's, I'm using it. Uh, so Clip was asking us, and we, we started answering it. We kind of finished, but I mean, uh, do you guys think Poles will make more moves? And what kind of moves is he going to make? Defensive line, defensive end, offensive tackle. He specifically was asking about defensive end and offensive tackle because those are still probably two of our weaker points. You know, we've Don't got a pile of guards and stuff, but okay. we don't even know what we got yet. Yeah, I mean, defensive end still a big question mark. We just, you know, spend money. Got Yannick and Gakwe, yes, but there's a whole other side of the line we got to look at. I'm hoping guys like D'Anthony Jones and Terrell Lewis are able to step up and fill that void. Lewis. I mean, Lewis, uh, like I was talking with a few people here, he might even beat Rasheem Green out for the starting spot uh, if he continues his high level of play. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's moving up the depth charts fast. They, they got him playing a lot with the ones, and when he's not, he's with the twos. Offensive line-wise, you know, I, I might be the minority here, but I think our depth is actually pretty good. I was saying that on Dad Grabiel a couple weeks ago, and, and people were telling me we don't know exactly what it is, and I agree with that to a point, but I just look at the names in the room, and that doesn't even mean everything because names don't mean everything, but I kind of have an idea, and I've seen their college tape and what they've done in the pros with, like, Leatherwood and, and Carter and – uh Kellen Deesh, they got him playing uh, right tackle on the second team, is it? I heard he's on the third team, though. Okay, mate. See, they're they're gonna there's gonna and Poles and Flus even said this. There's gonna be some jockeying here. Don't don't go with what you're seeing right now because they're moving guys around, making they to said, see what pieces fit the best. And they, they did that, the same thing last year. They said yeah. they got a rookie playing the left uh, tackle on the second team right now. I forgot the name. It's an undrafted rookie. Yeah, UDFA. There's, yeah. there's, yeah. There's so, one on offense, and then there's another one defensive endish. I can't. I'm just going by stuff I've seen. All the film that's been floating around. There's been a lot of it this year, which I'm happy to see because they, pretty tight on letting they they won't let you do crap from what I'm hearing at, uh, Alice Hall. Now I, I'm going yeah. down to Indy for two days. You can record. Right. You can record me, me and Swift are going to try. I'm going with Swifty. We're going to try and get as much as we can from both sides of the field on everything. We we had a little discussion today, and then we'll bring it all in together and we'll hang out and discuss this stuff. So, um, that's going to be cool. I, I'm hoping. I'm hoping uh, that I could do my job on this one and get what we need, man. Get what the fans want to see. Well, more than anything, you know, I think we really want to see an active or an accurate report of the. Uh, depth chart because you know you hear things about lewis i heard a lot of things about lewis that makes me say okay so where is green where is trevis 
in this whole scheme of things because now that Walker is out is because I, I envisioned that Walker would start at defensive end, then on pass rush downs, he'd go to the three technique, and now Yannick would be the edge or the defensive end in those scenarios. But so where where is everybody else fitting at? That's yeah. that's where I really yeah. want to see. Hopefully, because that's near the end of the preseason, we'll have a much better idea, and we'll be able to get some footage and, you know, a, a better look at the depth chart on both sides of the ball. And then we, we skipped Brian. That Brian never got to answer the question. My bad. Okay. That's, that's all good. So to answer you, your Brian. question. Screw you. Don't answer. Ah, <laughs> yeah. Hey, well, first off, I, I really do appreciate, like, the time you gave me. And I'm sorry that I asked so many questions, but, like, you know, okay. when you go, it's like, man. Yeah. Hey, but anyways. I was – I had to fuck with you, you know. Yeah. <laughs> it's all good. But, but to answer your question, so, like, a lot – I understand, like, the whole – we got a bunch of players in the room and everything, and and we should have, like, a decent, like, depth. My only real nervousness is – we got a second-year left tackle. We got a first-year right tackle. And our second-year left tackle made it through the whole year without any problems. Yeah. That's not normal. <laughs> I Like, it just isn't. You're going to have those times where you're going to need someone to fill in, and who's that going to be? Are you going to trust that Borum is just going to magically fill that spot and be like half of what, you know, the other two tackles are projected to be? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I see, I see, I could possibly see another tackle getting signed just for insurance purposes. You know what I'm saying? And yeah, then. Yeah. And then also, I could also see another defensive end. Um, what's the guy that uh, he played with Kansas City and then he played with Indy? Justin Houston. Houston, yeah. I could see him if he's on the cheap. You know what I'm saying? That's, that, 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 does not hurt. that does not hurt your future plans at all. Right. If he's cheap, that only helps your team. Well, now – we know he's. We know about where he's going to be salaried now, just because of where Ngakwe played, and and we were actually just discussing it. Houston's probably a little step up. He can play the run a right, little bit, yep. and he's a better pass rusher. Well, he was. He's, he's probably the older guy. He's what thirty three now, thirty four. Thirty four. Yeah. So I mean, but man, what if what if he grabbed him too for a year? Right. Because they they could do it, but they'd probably be done signing. You know, they'd be out of money or or right there within the realm. We still got all these, all these guys are going to be cut right, right before the season, man. I mean, there's going to be a bunch of stuff happening in the next two weeks. You also have to remember, he's probably leaving some money on the table yep. in case he wants to sign one of those wide receivers that you know we have to re-sign yeah. or we're going to be looking elsewhere. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm actually kind of surprised that he signed uh, in the dock way for. Uh, that much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm surprised. And and just to go off of Ngakwe, this is just my personal opinion. Ngakwe is second and long, third and more than five. 
That's the downs he's going to be in. Yeah. Because he's going to be rushing the passer. That's the only downs he's going to be in. I cannot see him being in on first down when, you know, there's going to be a good chance that it's split 50-50 run pass, you know what I'm saying? Or second and short, third and short. He's not going to be in there. This is going to be a rotation. You can you can feel this. It's going to be a rotation. This is going to be interesting when it comes come, uh, cut time because, you know, as as my name states, I'm a real homer of our own drafted players. And Travis Gibson not really showing up. Uh, he looked like he's a cut candidate given the fact that we sound in, signed in Dockway in the way Lewis is showing up in the uh, training camp right now. So, or maybe you get some, maybe you get some trade value out of it. You know what I'm saying? Someone's got to like him. Someone with a three-four defense. You know what I'm saying? Because that's Ryan where Pace he... to get him down there in Atlanta. <laughs> <laughs> he might. He knows him. You know, he knows yeah. him. Yeah. I guess that's a good, a pretty good time to um, bring up a. When you guys, when you guys get that lull like that, say here. Which of the first round busts had the shortest tenure in Chicago with the Bears? A. Cedric Benson, B. Kevin White, C. Cade McNown, or D. Curtis Enos? Which first round bust had the shortest tenure? C. C. Cade McNown. Mm. Mm. What do you guys think in chat? What do you think, Walter? I'm going to go with D on this one. That's Dalton second guess right there. Curtis Lewis. He's one of those two, I believe. I want to say Kevin White just because of the injury. Like, it wasn't anything that he did wrong. It was just, you know, he got hurt. Kevin White, is that your answer? Yep. I'm going to go with um, – mm, it's definitely between Cade McNown and Curtis Enos. Yes. I'm going to say, I'm going to say Cade McNown. Cliff, Cliff is saying Enos. All right. Who you got, uh, Foster? Oh. All right. I – it's C or D, but I'm going to say Cedric Benson. Not at all. Wow. No. Doug Van Dorn is saying McNown as well. Yeah, that's who it is, probably. Well, uh, White, White hung around a bit because of the damn injuries. Well, White was here for four years. Right. That's what I'm he, saying. He, he hung around a bit years. with those injuries. And I believe, oh, Benson, okay. I believe Benson was here for four years. Was it four? I, I was thinking three, and then I can't remember if the other guys were here for two or three years because that's about it. Yeah. That's why I say I think it's I think it's, I, I went with McNown, but I'm with uh, Walt as well. I was I going Cade McNown off the bat. You guys picked the other ones, and I that's why I'm, I'm just going to still say a. Could be Enos. Mo, Mo Beerman saying uh, Enos. What does Mo Beerman know? Damn it! McNown. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Who did you say, Walt? Uh, D. I recognize the other three names. I don't know who this other guy is. So who? Uh, Curtis Enos. You don't know him? He was a running back. Yeah, he was a, he was a running yeah. back on the Bears, man. From Penn State. And strangely Penn State enough, is... he blew out his knee, but he finished the game on yeah. a blown-out knee. And he was he was seen kneeling on it on the sideline. 
after he had blown it out. He was from Penn State. Yeah, yeah. he was actually okay, I, if I remember correctly, till that number injury. 44. It was supposed to be something good. He was number 44, then he changed his number to number 39, I believe. So Yes. Yeah. The old Robin Earl. Yeah. The answer is Cade hey. McNown. Yeah. That that was just terrible when we that was just a terrible I think, think Enos was three years and McDonald was two. That's that's probably what it is, man. Well, McDonald was horrible. <laughs> he was, uh, he, I, I just couldn't believe it. I'm going, what the frick are yeah. we doing with this guy? Yeah, we got him the same year we got that uh Haynes. That was a horrible draft for us. Oh. Like we drafted Haynes and him in the first yeah. round of the year, and neither one of them done anything for us. Just brilliant. You guys want to do one more? Yes. Yeah, let's do it, man. I love this shit. Stop. Which position have the Bears drafted most in the first round? A, defensive end. B, offensive tackle. C, running back. Or D, offensive guard. Which position have the Bears drafted most in the first round? That's a good question. Wow. Offensive tackle, running back, or guard? Uh, well, how many running backs have they gotten in the first round? Do you know? Uh, off the top of my head, I can only think of uh, Walter ben, Payton, Benson, Walter Payton, Benson, Enos, and, Enos, uh, yeah, Sayers. Sayers. <laughs> uh, Sayers. Was Greg was, was Bronco Nagurski? <laughs> Red Grange. Okay. Yeah. So where are we at? Six. I say running back. Yeah, that's good. You're running back. Uh, and and I'm gonna I'm gonna say after saying that I'm gonna say offensive tackle. Only think of three: Kareemy, Williams, and uh, yeah. the guy we got now. Yeah, but I think there's like six or seven more in the twenties, thirties, and forties. Yeah, yeah. I, that's why I'm 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 going with uh, offensive guard. Yeah, and it could be too. I. I just oh, guard. Nicholas says these questions suck. What? Is there hard and challenging? Better one. <laughs> Let's see. We have um, Eduardo Miguel saying C, running back. Doug Van Dorn says B, offensive tackle. Mr. Mayhem says A, defensive end. Retro says A, defensive end. Says these questions suck, and Mo Beerman says C. It 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 could be defensive end too, because Hallis, what Hallis did for 45, 50 years was always build up the defense in the running back position. Because he always said, ah, for a quarterback, it don't matter. You need a game manager. And you can always make an offensive line, but to get the natural uh ability at, at at defense, you get that killer defense, and you've got one foot already in their on their throat. Come on, Paul. Give you one answer, will you? I did. <laughs> I did. Offensive tackle. I'm just stating facts. He, he, he wants to be right, you know. <laughs> I I'm used to not being right. I've been doing it for like a hundred and wait, two hundred and seventy-three years. Dan, uh, forty. <laughs> Or was it 372, you fucker? I thought it was like 472. <laughs> He's adding 100 years every week. What are you going. doing, Peach? tell him you took 100 off me that one week when I shaved the vagina. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
that was very strange to see that. Yeah, well. I'm, so I'm going with running back. Let's go offensive tackle. What'd you say, Shorty Guard? I said guard. What'd you say? Well, I'm gonna go running back. All right. The answer is running back. Oh wow! Two for two, baby. Me and Walt is on it. Me and Walt is on it. Damn. After I had to name four more of them. Well, you know, when we start thinking about it, in the early uh, shit. You know, shut the fuck up and go on with the show. Early on in football, that was the number one picks always was the running backs. So, Always for, for yeah. the first 70 years of the NFL, man. Well, I just remember there was a draft. The Bears took two in the first round, so that's why I went with it. Mm. Nice. What draft? What, what? Who was it? Do you remember? I don't. I can't remember if it was in the 30s or the 40s. That wasn't Gail Sayers and Brian Bigelow, was it? No, no they went like no, running no. back, running back, fullback, I think. Yeah, that don't surprise me at all because that's key formation, dude. I have one more from last week. That I never used, I think. Did we do this one last week? I don't think we did. Nope. Well, which, of the, which of these Bears never ran for 200 yards in a, in a game for the for the Bears? The, which of these players never ran for 200 yards in a game for the Bears? A, Gail Sears. B, Walter Payton. C, Matt Forte. D, Thomas Jones. Freaking Payton did it like six or seven times in 77. So yes. I know that's out. Thomas Jones did it. I want to say Forte because he was pat. He was receiver and you know running. Uh, uh. Hmm. Who you got, Walt? I'm gonna go A just to be different. See, I was gonna say A, but you just got me. That's what I'm going to, Walt. Gail Sayers. Gail it would make sense out of I, all the crap the guy did and how many yards he got. He would kick off and punt returns and catching the ball and rushing. It wouldn't surprise me if he never got 200 yards rushing in one game. Exactly. It's, it's definitely him or Jones. We know that. You guys, have, are those your answers? I'm going A. What was your answer? I'm going to go with Matt Forte. Yeah, I was going to – the reason why I say Forte is, is because he would get 200 yards, but it would be a combined. It would be receiving and rushing. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I well, see uh, people in the chat going with. Retro says D. Doug Van Do- a D, which is Thomas Jones. Doug Van Dorn says G. G. <laughs> D. Thomas Jones. Uh, let's see. Eduardo says C. Matt Forte. Mayhem says C. Mo Beerman says C. I'm going to go with C as well. Let's see. What is the answer? Thomas Jones, it's D. Oh, wow. Wait, didn't we say Matt Forte had a 200-yard game? Somebody even said it. Huh. I don't remember that. I thought – Because I said it's down between Sayers and Jones. Hmm. Oh, well. I got the first one wrong. I was one for two. I think, I think you should leave, PJ. <laughs> Storm off and whine because you missed one. <laughs> Cliff wins. <laughs> Man. Speaking of Cliff, let's take a look at this again. Ugh. Dude, I, ne- I ne- remember I, 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 you guys suck because I took a nap and never got to eat dinner. Oh, man. 
I'm gonna go, hey, you guys, I'm gonna go get a BLT and lay in bed and pet my dog. You guys, you guys care if I show you something? Uh oh. Oh. Uh -oh. Wait a second. Hold on a second. Foster was just talking about petting his dog. <laughs> he doesn't have. And that now Clyde wants to show us something. I don't know. Show PJ again. Where is his mind going again? <laughs> D I C K. What the? Does Kitty know about this shit? <laughs> no. <laughs> Obviously, he like. I want to show you guys. So what? Wait, what? I got. I got. I got. Before you quick, Brian, did you see? Your, did you see your name? Look at your name. Oh, I, I can't. I can't see it honestly. It says, it says AKA King Kong Bundy because a couple of the guys said, "Man, you kind of look like King Kong Bundy in the shot." There. Oh, <laughs> Mondo, the wrestler. Yeah, yeah, I know who you're talking about. It wasn't a couple of guys said it was just retro. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> so, so I, so I agreed with them. I think that's the two guys. That probably oh, that's two guys. Okay. Yeah. Okay. yeah. <laughs> well, here, here it's seven more. Um, what how about the how about the fighter in Mike Tyson that one fighter in Mike and in in Mike Tyson punch out? <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? I don't. Man. <laughs> I can't think of his name. <laughs> it's a game, right? Yeah. yeah you, ever played, you ever played Mike Tyson punch out? <laughs> Only in real life. <laughs> Before Mike Tyson fought. <laughs> Raging Oracle. Welcome to the show. King Hippo. King Hippo. That's what it was. Where's Raging Oracle Ben, man? You okay, dude? Yeah, what's up, Raging? Nice to see you again. He's in uh he's in a, he's in one of the, the poems too, man. He's saying the Raging Oracle, that is football. He's he's helping us with the answer for the Mike Tyson punch out game. Bald bull. Okay, cool. That's the only reason he showed up tonight was to give us that answer. Thanks, <laughs> thanks Raging. Soda Popinski, no. It would need <laughs> Eduardo. <laughs> Is that a character too, Dan? Soda Popinski? Yeah, you never. Oh, God. Mike dude. Tyson's punch out on Nintendo was. Dude, one I of the still best have games. Nintendo 8 bit, dude. I'm still playing Super Tech Mobile from 1991. That was okay. the game right there. Well, you got to get wow. Mike Tyson's punch out for that then. Oh, that's, that's that old? Yes, it's for the original I, system. I probably played it then. Boop, 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 boop. Yeah. <laughs> uh, for the record, Cliff, I'm not planning on going, but if I do, I'll see you there. <laughs> Make sure to bring some of your cooking too, because it ain't too good in there. Right. I mean. Retro is paying two dollars to insult. He's saying it's King Hippo. Yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah. Hungry, hungry. Oh, no, I remember that game. The bald bull was uh, the guy that bounced three times and then he charged. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I seen that game. Yeah. <laughs> so did you said that, Brian? I'm going. Yeah, I know what you're talking about now. Yeah. I don't know the name. Penske had the big wind up, and he would. It was a big uppercut. I've seen it. That game was fun. That that was a great time. That when when that system yeah. came out. Yeah. We used to, we, there was four of us, and we'd play a whole season on a Sunday, man, in the off season, We'd pick each pick a team. Sometimes we'd take the division with four, the AFC West. Love that game, man. Loved it. 
Coach says I gave up on video games and I became an adult. That's like next <laughs> month. That's like next month, Cliff. <laughs> Some of us never became adults. I not till not till they bury me. I don't want to do that kind of crap. Last oh yeah, this is what you wanted to this, show us. This is vegetable beef soup that my wife made. This is this is the the supper of the the far north. So. There you go. Here, put it back. It should have again. <laughs> you put it back. Uh, hang on, just one second. I'm gonna say you show that again, man. Working on it. Sorry. I agree. I'm with you, Swifty. I'm still. I don't even know what I want to do when I grow up. In the world, fat. Oh. That's the beef soup. That looks really good, man. That looks delicious. It's it's a southwestern style too, with the corn and the green beans and the. Uh, I could eat. I could eat that. So Brian, if you ever in your life talk about my fish and spaghetti again, <laughs> we're fighting. That's Wait a second. We're fighting. Wait yeah, a second. Everybody, everybody in the country eats that shit, Peach. Not the fish and spaghetti. Hold on, hold on, hold on a second. Wait, you mean to tell me that you never had beef and vegetable soup? He's trying to do it. Not like that. <laughs> man. You're missing out. You're well, missing out. It's it's good stuff, man. If you like steak or any type of beef, because you always get it cooked so tender, and you get all the flavor in that every time with that. Stuff. And you get that you, you get that flavor from the bone too. Yeah. No, it's that, that did you crack? Like did she crack hot that, or was it in the oven? Uh, no, she had it on a pot. Yeah. In the clear. You could do it. There's, you could cook it anyway. You just do it slow. That's beef broth. That's beef broth. Yeah, you, I could tell that. Beef broth is not clear. It, yeah, it is. It, it is. It is with some tint of brown. If you took a spoonful of it out, <laughs> PJ. Look it at, wasn't look clear. At, this guy just started cooking two years ago, and he knows what beef broth is. <laughs> look, Brian, you want to hang out with Paulski? You and Paulski <laughs> need to get together with that fish Jello and this beef stew that you got here, because both of y'all on the same line. I'm just telling you. If we ever meet up and I and I uh, give you some, you're gonna eat your words. Yep. You're definitely <laughs> gonna eat your words. I will eat my words before I eat that beef stew. I'm trying to oh, tell you. Man. I mean, you don't know what you're missing, dude. Well, yeah, I do. Soup. Yeah, I do. I mean, I know what I'm missing. I want to know what the hell Walker's <laughs> thinking right now as he's sitting there with that grin on his face. <laughs> soup looks fine. Yeah, that's wrong. I don't know what PJ's problem is. Fish and spaghetti. <laughs> the broth was clear. That's my problem. The broth it, was clear. It happens. It depends on if I mean, is it a homemade beef broth or did you buy it from the store? Homemade. No, it came right off the bone. It's beef yeah. broth. Yeah. <laughs> yes, but did you cook it in a stock pot and cook it down that way yep. with the vegetables? Okay. Yep. And yeah, you're more likely going to get a clear broth. A clear-ish broth. Yeah, it's not going to hey, be. Pete, Pete, you can learn here. You can learn stuff here if you pay attention. Man. Especially about. <laughs> Did he take himself out? Did he pull himself out? Pulled himself out. <laughs> no, no, no. You're sticking around for this. You're not pulling yourself out. <laughs> you, don't, 
You don't get off that easy. What? What? <laughs> what? Hey, just because we don't put fish in our uh, soup doesn't mean it's not good. <laughs> We're gonna get this all mixed up with gelatin and soup and spaghetti and fish. Screw <laughs> it all up. I think that's yeah. I don't know, dog. That, that, that looked like something retro we eat. Where, where retro at? I bet you he he, be, he probably eating rabbit soup somewhere right now. So where's retro? <laughs> PJ changing the narrative again, shifting shit. <laughs> of course. Oh, retro's yes. right here insulting you, saying, looking at PJ, there's not much he won't eat. <laughs> you won't see me eating no rabbit soup like a retro. <laughs> retro oh, rabbit soup and call it, call, calls it gumbo. Mm, oh, gumbo. Speaking of that, we're going to New Orleans for for Thanksgiving. Oh, that's going to be amazing. Their gumbo. Oh, so good. I can't wait. You guys ever been in New Orleans? No. I got, I got close once, but never made it. <laughs> it's a story for another time because it's long. So I stood in line for... for Two hours to go to Acme Oyster Bar. It was fantastic. Yeah. All right. Well, we won't talk about New Orleans. <laughs> <laughs> Retro says he don't eat rabbit. It's it's just wascally. Wascally. I wanted to pull up this badass graphic that you made for the show. Well, I'm sorry that I did not bring it up earlier. I meant to, I meant to pull it up right with the uh, in the beginning. This is badass, dude. Look at this. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Nice. Yeah. That is nice. nice water. Now, can like you guys that. can you guys read that? Not at all. No. no. See, Told you. I, I, I can read this. Credit belongs to the man. If you strain your eyes, you can read it. Well, he's young. <laughs> he's full, he's full, full screen and I can read it. Well, yeah, you don't need up your prescriptions or something. He's, he's young. <laughs> they he can't fix our eyes anymore, dude. They're at the end, all, of, all three of us. I was say, you know, he got those young guys. He can read that. That is badass, though, man. It is. Yeah, it is. I, I, I was going to ask you, where, where can, you, where can you see that? Where can I like take a picture of it and save it? On this show? I can mail it to you. Yeah, throw me an email, whatever. No like make that the background or something. That's freaking awesome. I want to blow it up and put it on the back of my car and drive to Green Bay in a couple weeks. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I'm going to do something goofy up there because I'm going back up there again. Oh, my God. No, Water, that is very nice. It is, man. Really if, you, if you want the background, Shorty, I could just remove the Justin Fields and send that off to you. Now, Swifty did make a good point, though. Hmm. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's that'll work. I could try them both. Yeah. Sorry, Sorry PJ. Swifty said that, uh, you know, how, how are we talking about rabbit stew and not Yannick? <laughs> Because <laughs> it's BCP, man. Bears country food. I'll try to date. With a P H O O D. Yeah, food with a P H, yeah. Right. Man. We, we can go back. We can talk about Yannick and Gakoy a, a ton. How many, how many weeks have we brought him up in a row? Yeah. Hey, but he's now a bear, though. He is now a I bear. Like the I like the move. You know, I, I, I would have been I would have been more disappointed if we didn't make a move than right. you know right or got some you know some scrub off of the 
some scrap heap, you know what I'm saying? Start pulling up last year's roster and looking at it. <laughs> pulling one of them guys would just suck. I like what Lester was saying about um, if he if we had brought on Justin Houston because he would offer the veteran leadership to a young defensive line, and you know, with that, you know, he's not looking to, you know, uh, take yeah. someone. He's looking to help to help the youngsters probably more than anything because he knows he's going to be playing as, as much as possible. Right. But that being said, he's also, what, 34 years old? Yeah. So yeah. I, I don't know. I think I'd rather take Yannick on a one-year deal. You know what? Paul's made the move. You just, have, you just have to know who you're signing and what you're yeah. using him for. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Poles, Poles and Flutes know exactly what this guy is. There's plenty of tape right. on him. And they're going to exactly. use him to the best of his ability. That'll help the defensive line. That's my theory on it. Yeah. They've looked yep. around. And they've he, looked around. I'm sure they looked at Houston. We know they did. And you know he's not going to be unhappy, not, you know, with his $10 million that he's got. Yeah. Even if he isn't playing every down, he's going to be just as happy with yeah. that, you know, whether he's playing every down or not. Lester said it, and I think he's right. Now he's probably going to play 50 to 60% of the down. He's not going to be in there on first down unless you get a penalty and it's first and 20 and they're behind. You know, there's going yep. to be the situations, those situations that you come across, and, and Flus will make the adjustments he's got to make to make the team better. That's right. God willing. What's your take, Walt? Yeah, I think it's a good signing. Uh, I don't think he's the most complete player, but, I mean, at this point in his career, you know what you're getting when you sign a guy like this, which is why I broached the question earlier, why do you think he jumped around so much? I mean, I understand maybe the first couple years of his contract, but after that, these teams signing him and trading for him, they know what they're getting. They're yes. not stupid. Yes. That's, I that's think the right. reason why, why he jumped around so much because just like the Bears have a need this year, he's filling it temporarily. Yeah. And he did that in, in what? With the Panthers, and he did it with the Colts and down the line. That's why he hasn't stuck. We know exactly what he is. Um, maybe he has to gain something and get a couple of years out of him where he's super productive. Who knows? The system. Changes he's worked on it. Whatever it takes. Hopefully he's worked on one him. thing, his pass rushing. You know? That's what that's what he does, and that's yep. what he does good. He doesn't he's not working on run stopping because he wants the sack. He wants yeah. the numbers. That's, that's With that true. being said. I say the Bears are going to be the first team to resign. Say that. Say that. What? I said. With that being said, I I think the Bears is going to be the first team to resign him. PJ's going out on the ledge with his fish and spaghetti there. I want to say that he was with um, Jacksonville like a couple years. So that was his rookie contract. Oh, okay. Yeah, Yeah. I guess. So I got Bears will be the first team to resign. I got you. I mean, he can prove us all wrong and. Be able to stop the run for once in his life too. We right. <laughs> we'll I mean, he 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 could learn from Flus, you know, and Flus could, or you know, Flus and Williams. But I'm just saying, like, they could they could put some stuff in a, in there and say, hey, you want to make more than what you're making now? Yeah. Here's how you do it. Yeah. Well, he he did play what 70 percent of the snaps last year. Yeah, I think it's something like that. So he he was obviously an awesome run for you. Another thing is, too, how quickly do you think he's going to be at practice? Yeah. You would hope so. Is he going to show up tomorrow? <laughs> well, if, you if, they find, 
if I'm him, I'm just going to put myself in his shoes with my mentality. It's going to be messed up, but I'm going, all right, man, I've been around this league a little bit. I keep bouncing around because everybody knows I rush the pass or I want the sack and give me money for it. Don't care about the run. Well, crap, I got a bunch of money now. I, I, I don't have a, I don't have a freaking ring. I want a ring. I want to, so I'm going to take the time to be the player here in Chicago. I want to finish my career out here and get a couple of Super Bowls with Justin because it's a great opportunity to do it. So I'm going to change my game and I'm going to make the adjustment that the coaches want me to make. And I'm going to be more active in this run game and try and improve my game. Well, how old is he? 28, 29? Yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, there's only so many more contracts he's got with these one-year deals he's got coming. Well, I'll say this also. i say that I don't know what other systems he were he played in, but we are one gap system. So being one gap that allows him to shoot his gap and only be responsible for his gap only to where he can probably make more plays. What? Let's get the chat here. What Doug Van Dorn saying? Uh, yeah. Ngakwe has also played edge in the Tampa two before. He knows the system, so it was okay to wait a while to sign him. It was not worth seeing if it was worth seeing if anybody if any better options popped up, but they didn't. That's a great point. Well, and to piggyback, piggyback off of what um, Foster said, what is his best way of being re-signed? You know, impress the the people that signed you in the first place. If you want to be re-signed, you're going to do everything in your ability to make sure you impress the coach that signed you this year. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure he's attempted that before, but. For whatever what reason, would, what, would 19, what would 19 or 26 on a season do for him? Yeah. <laughs> I'm just saying. What would what would 11 do? Right, right. Yeah. You know, I'm trying to figure out when did he play in a uh, Tampa 2 system before? In Tampa? You got to count the eight teams he was on before that. I don't yeah. know. I know he was in <laughs> Oakland. He was in Oakland. He was in. Uh, Jacksonville. Jacksonville. Neither one of and those. And it was with the Colts. With the Colts. Colts didn't play it when when he was there with the Colts. He was there with uh, Gus Bradley. Yeah. He was I was going to ask you what what system is were they running last year with him? Where was he at last year? In Gotham. Yeah. Panthers. Colts. Yeah. Last year. Panthers. Okay. I don't know what they. I don't know what their defense was last year. I didn't. I didn't really, you know, that's, follow that's your them. That's three right there. To answer, uh, to answer Doug Van Dorn here, when Yannick was in uh, Indy, he was with Gus Bradley. Gus Bradley does yeah. not run. He does not run a Tampa two. Okay. Gus Bradley was with him when he was in uh, Jacksonville. That's the yeah. That's why he followed Gus around. Yeah, that's that's the connection <laughs> and. Gus Bradley runs the defense that uh, Seattle was running for so long. So they don't right. they did not run a, a Tampa 2. Doug's saying that Yannick was with the Colts last year. And they did not run a Tampa 2 last year. Right. See, that's what I was asking. Just what, what system was he in last year? I, I couldn't read. So I'm thinking this may be the first year that he's actually going to play in a Tampa 2. Where you're playing the one gap There's There's got to be a reason that they, that they chose him. Because they did, you know, we That's did right. Houston. It's got to be something to do with that. I just, I got to go. With it. Yeah, I'm happy with it. I mean, we needed, to, we needed someone there. 
I didn't want to go into the season relying on Gibson and right. you know, Dominic Robinson to take the next step. Like we've all stated, we know exactly what he is and what we're getting. And if, if yeah. there's improvements on that, that's gravy. It's gravy. And then, and then on top of that, like you have gravy. Walker who's out right now. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with him, but right. you got that as well. Yeah. Doug Van Dorn saying thanks for the update, PJ. Yeah, I just, I mean, I'm just, I mean, I'm just trying to honestly just remember. I don't remember him ever playing in the Tampa too. I mean, I'm not saying he's not good. Don't get me wrong. I just know he was, he was in Minnesota, but I don't think Minnesota played a Tampa too, if I remember correctly. They did when he was no. there. I don't think they did either. Did They're more of a three-four, anyways. Yeah, because I know. Do you know he, any of this, Walter? Uh, I'm not sure. I'm trying to look it up now. Do you know any of this, Walter? <laughs> because I'm talking I know about the, uh, what the defense has played. The guy's more intelligent than you. Yeah, he was. Uh, <laughs> he was with the uh, Baltimore Ravens. They did not play Ravens. Yeah, uh, they're a three-four all the way. Yeah, yeah. He, that's what I'm saying. So, yeah, that that one year he was with the rated the Ravens as well as the Vikings, and I don't believe either one of them played a Tampa too. I know what Ravens did. Raging Oracle says, issue is, can he, Ngakwe, produce without that dominant interior? That's the real question. Well, are we oh. sure we don't have a dominant interior this year? Well, that's where, that's why I say I think he will do well here. Right. Of course, to re-sign him because of the interior that we do have. Because, uh, like I say, with um, the man-child, Dexter, um, Dexter, Jerron Dexter. Jervon. Yeah, he, him pushing up the middle, a force, you know, the uh, not allow the quarterback to step up, which can get Yannick his sacks. Or you got Walker who will move in on passing downs to the uh, three technique. He'll push up the middle to again force Yannick to be able to get a sack on the outside. So that's why I'm going out and making a broad prediction that he'll get me. Yeah, you know, that's, that's really action. good, man. That's really good, Peach. I, I think. Because Gervon's been playing the one and the three. I don't know if you guys saw that. They had they showed a bunch of film him yeah. playing both. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That, I, I really, I really think we're gonna be in, decent on the interior, man. If these guys could develop a little quicker than normal, and I think Gervon is gonna be he's gonna be something special. I, I just I got that feeling. I think Pickens is gonna need more development. I, I yeah. you know. To answer uh, Walter though, uh when he was in uh, with the Vikings, he played under uh, the guy from um, the defensive coordinator from Dallas, uh, the longtime guy, Zimmerman. Zimmer? Zimmer? Oh, Zimmer does Zimmer. Not run a Tampa 2. And it's a possibility, though. I know the Vikings ran Tampa 2 most of the 2000s, and they're one of the only two teams that run it now. Vikings ran a Tampa 2 when they had uh, Frazier as the uh, defensive coordinator. Yeah. Under uh, Zimmer, they did not run the Tampa 2. They ran what they ran in Dallas back when Dallas won the uh, Super Bowl. Yeah, I mean, out of that list of teams, it's the only one that makes sense, either the Vikings or Baltimore. Yeah, I know Baltimore didn't run the Tampa 2, and I know, but like I said, the, the Vikings, they was under Zimmer, so they didn't either. So there you have it. The first four years, he was with Jacksonville. Mm -hmm. Then the next year, he went to Minnesota, and he was traded to Baltimore. Right. And then they went to Las Vegas and then Indy. Yeah. So Indy yeah. was 
Indy was still a four three last year, though, weren't they? No, yeah, because Gus he was they was running Gus Bradley, the uh, Seattle's defense. That's hmm. not the Tampa two, though. Hmm. Hmm. Well, fuck me running. Something wrong with these guys on this show, at least one of them. <laughs> what the what? heck were you what were you doing there? Oh me? Gonna, yeah, I thought you were gonna pull up some stats or something, Dan. I just had him up. Okay. There you go. Right here. Yeah. Right here. Thank you, sir. You're welcome. Yeah. At least the guy's playing 15, 16, 17 games a season. Exactly. You know, that's that's pretty critical. We we always talk about the injury. Mm -hmm. He's staying healthy. Mm-hmm. And he's well, got you know what, something eight else? You know something else? I said he's one of the like the very few that's been consistent over his whole career as far as sacks goes. Yeah. I heard this on another podcast somewhere that like he is like one of maybe I think five or six players that have held the sack numbers that they've held their whole career. Yeah, what is it like nine and a half or something? Yeah, something like that. I can't, I can't add it all these up, but I, I I thought I heard nine and a half average nine and a half every damn season. And really, that's not bad, you know. <laughs> well, you never had less than eight in the season. Should I? I mean, it'd be great to have somebody do that this year that we know is going to do it for right. sure. Because how many? Who had what last year? Yeah, Brisker was our leading sack leader. Yeah, know? you really don't want that. New. No. Dude, I'd like Brisker to have sacks, but I don't want him to be the leader. <laughs> yeah. Hmm. Hmm. Well, Foster, you we're going on two hours here. You wanted to keep the show to two hours tonight. I'm, I'm good now, dude. I, I drank some, some pineapple herito, so whatever you guys want to do. And I got a three-hour nap in. I nibbled. I got plenty of water and juices here, so whatever. I'm good. I still think that at that, that uh, time I was like, uh, Bears will still be drafting a defensive end next year, though. Absolutely. Yeah. Maybe yeah. two of them. Yeah. Maybe two of them. Yep. They've got the picks for it. They, we know exactly. what we need. The, pa- the Panthers end up with the first pick in the draft, which is possible. It could happen. Boy, there's so much we can do with that. We can be set up pretty again. Poles be trading and loading up for the next year and the next year, dude. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But you know, that's crazy. That yeah, would be very crazy. Unless there's that that one guy that right. you know, stands out totally that I got to have this guy. But right. He just, I, I, I love the way he works the draft. Uh, Marvin Harrison Jr. For that shit for 15, 20 years. Man. But, I think but you know, are, you, you know, when you say that, though, like I don't read Poles as a oh, my goodness, that guy I have to have. Like, he's right. one of those types of people that are like, okay, I can drop down a couple spots and get equal or the same, you know, better or the same or equal, you know what I'm saying? That's the yeah. way I read him. Definitely, he definitely is going to make an improvement with whatever he does when he does that stuff. Yeah. Drop it back, 
Okay. He's all about value. Pick up an extra fourth, and I'm going to get my guy anyway. Raging Oracle is saying, Yannick, Yannick was not the first option for OCs to double on that line. That's the concern. Opponents had to worry about that interior before they got to Yannick. On which team? All of them. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know my uh, rebuttal to that? What's, what's, what are teams going to do with Billings and with Dexter? You know, they're not going to single them. You know that, right? Right. Who, who Who's the guy they're going to double? Because Gibson was the fifth most double defensive end in the league last year. Billings and Dexter. They're going to be the ones that are going to get doubled. They're, they're, they're going to have to, especially the way Billings is. I, did you see what Cody Whitehair did to him yesterday? Um, the Billings. He, he picked him up, got underneath him, and picked him up and just threw him backwards. I couldn't believe it. Oh, wow. Really? Cody White, Cody White here still got that country strength, man. I know it was only one, but they were battling all day yesterday. And when I saw him come off the line, they showed it. I was like, oh, my God. He 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 made him look like it was somebody on the team from last year. It kind of scared me for a moment. I'm like, wait a minute. If White here is doing this to him. But, I, but you go look at what he did last year with the Raiders, and you can see what kind of guy yeah. he is. Billings is a I'd like to see. I didn't see anything of what happened today or to well, see what happened today. In, in that battle. I'm going to be watching that continuously as we go through the preseason here because it was a little like back in the day where it was a little, little not fighting, but they got a little antsy with each other, a little uppity with each other, man. Billings is a strong man, though. Hmm? He is very strong. He's built low. He's built Benching low. Benching 500 pounds. What? Well, Oh, no, you were saying to practice today. There was no practice today. That's all I was saying. That's why I didn't see the, the, the highlights. <laughs> I was sleeping, too. I was sleeping all afternoon, man. I told these guys, yeah, I'm going to take a nap. I'll be up at like 6.15. Give me a shot. They're calling me at 10 after. Dude, are you even alive? What's going on? I'm drooling on myself in the basement. <laughs> Do you hear what you guys see what uh, STC is saying about uh, PJ? Yeah, PJ, PJ Walker. Yeah, I thought he was talking about you at first. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no. Looking great. <laughs> oh no! You know I always look great. Man. Stop playing with yourself. I was like, like oh, he's bringing up some bad shit about himself. Do you know? I don't even know what PJ's looking like. <laughs> <laughs> No, I, I think uh, I wouldn't be surprised. What do you guys think about uh, what is Teddy, Teddy Bridgewater? Pat Bridgewater? Yeah. What about if, him? If PJ is not the guy. What, this the season? For what? To back yeah. up. For the backup. You don't need him to do anything. He can just sit there all season, God willing, and you know, Justin Fields is going to hurt. I, I I I think I think he's gonna be okay. It's it's probably more yeah. just familiarity with these guys. He's, how long has he worked with these guys? Yeah, and, and, it's, and it's a new system for him yeah. Yeah. as well. I, I I I thought what what were they running last year in Carolina offensively? Anybody know? No. 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 <laughs> Because I, I'm trying to remember the head coach. Yeah. Wasn't that Matt Rule? No, that was the year before, right? 
Yeah, the totally coach kind of totally just ignored them until we got DJ Moore. Honestly, the head coach was like their defensive coordinator or something, wasn't he? From no, the thought, previous year, I thought their head coach came from college or something. Uh, I don't know. I just like it was Matt Rule. Is, is it so was Matt Rule for type. a minute. Well, he, yeah. he was a one. Bearski's Bearski's already got the Yannick video going. Swifty's got like Swifty. Swifty got yours out yet, dude? He's probably gone. Swifty's smoking a blunt, making his right now too. While he's on a couple of gummies. Yeah. Okay. I'm sorry. <laughs> I mean, you got to figure they brought PJ Walker in to help uh, DJ Moore and Dante Foreman get kind of acclimated to the system. Right. Somebody they know, and he has a similar skill set to Justin. That yeah. to ask him to be a starting quarterback, that's not going to happen. Yeah. yeah. I like what Doug's saying you, here. I don't, you I don't honestly like don't want him as your starter, though. You know, you want him as security insurance. That's, that's, yeah. Like like Walt said, sits on the bench all season, God willing, watching, right. watching the Bears win. Well, that's what you hope for, but whenever you have a running quarterback, yeah. the chances of that happening is slim. Yeah. The number, the percentages definitely get higher. Yeah. That he's gonna I, like, get I like what Doug's saying here, though. I, I don't like the idea of signing a QB who can injure himself for two seasons just by dropping back and setting his back leg. I agree. 100%. I thought to myself, when he blew on his knee on the Vikings, I'm like, what? Yeah. He's just dropping back for a pass and blows out his knee? Man. What was the field? What field was that on, man? Where were they playing? I saw the game. I don't remember, though. I saw that play. It was in practice. Yeah, that's for, for the Vikings. What what field were they on though? Because they play they practice on like three different fields over there. I can't I don't know. Hey Foster, it was Soldier Field. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> well, if it was Soldier Field with that turf on it, yeah, it yeah. could have been anybody back in the day because that stuff sucked. Hey Shorty, you see what uh Bears 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 he's saying? Yeah, if he logs in, can he share a video on the podcast? How long is it? <clears throat> if it's like Eight minutes long. No, if it's like a minute or two, sure. <laughs> Food break. <laughs> People are talking about Badgent. I like the kid. I think he throws a nice ball. Yeah. If you can, if you can coach him up. But he comes from a what, division three or two. I just heard everything that what he's been throwing have like for deep have been like those lost, like real high lofty ones that can be picked off. That's the only thing bad I've heard from him about him. He says two to two and a half minutes, uh, Shorty. And uh, what's up, Mark? Glad you can join, join us, man. Better late than never. So welcome. Thanks for joining us, Mark. Yeah, hop in, Bearski. You can play it. Hope, hope you're uh, feeling a little better this week, Mark. I hope that cough's going away, dude. He still has that cough from the 4th of July when he was in the hospital, man. Yeah. I saw him talking about that somewhere else, too. It was still – oh, it was on Greg Gabriel. Pretty bad. Let's see here. Hosky be ready here in a second. Screw him. Screw him and his videos. He makes some pretty badass videos over there. I, I've, I've enjoyed them. Anybody else watching yeah. Zach Wilson today? I did not. There, there was some tweet shit about it, but I didn't really get it. I didn't look at anything this afternoon at all, dude. I didn't. Three for five, 65 yards. While we're waiting for um, 
Polsky to get ready. I should probably um, remind everybody remind everybody here that um, I had I had the um, meeting for PSF yesterday with um, oops wrong one with um, Sean Salisbury and a bunch of other content creators um, about this. So I'll know in a week here who I'm going to be paired up with to basically watch the games in a Manning cast style on the, on PSF on this app. So guys, make sure you get over to PSF and check that out. There's a bears fan section and you can hop in there and hang out with me and whoever else. It's, it could very well be a former player. Um, and we'll be watching the game together separately, but on our own mobile devices while we're, you can't, you won't be able to see the game, but you'll, you'll like watch the game in real time with us while you're watching the game. So pretty cool. I'm pretty excited about it. Um, it might be and, yeah. And so we're, so I talked to uh, Sean Salisbury and he's going to be coming on the show eventually here sometime soon to um, kind of talk about PSF and then give us a little take on Justin Fields as quarterback take. I know he was doing a lot of stuff for ESPN and just coming in and talking breaking down quarterback for, for for our beloved. So pretty excited about that. That's awesome, Shorty. Congratulations. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. It's quite I, an accomplishment, man. You've done all this in about a year minus the time you were away. I mean uh, something you it, always it, need to remember, Shorty, is you have something very unique. This is one of the few podcasts that are revolving around fans. You know what I'm saying? That's very unique. Just thought I'd point that out for you. I appreciate that. Absolutely, Brian, and thanks for saying it out loud, man. Brian, you just touched my heart, man. <laughs> you don't have to cry for me, Argentina. <laughs> I remember watching you and all those wrestling shows. Oh <laughs> King, Kong, King, Kong, King Kong, Bundy don't got nothing on me. <laughs> PJ, PJ, weren't you on some soap operas in the sixties, late sixties, early seventies? I saw you on something. Okay, back to the regular <laughs> program there. Uh, <laughs> Oh no! What's wrong with him thinking I wasn't a soap opera when he's a movie star? <laughs> I should remind everybody, um, since people are are talking about it in chat, the the PSF app is available. It's so this is only a mobile thing, so you'd have to watch it on your mobile device. So you just you would go on to the PSF app. Currently, it's it's they're they're working on getting it up for um, Android, but it is working for Apple. So um, it should be ready for um, Android within a week or so. But we're going to probably be doing um, the the preseason games, too, just to kind of warm up to it. Again, I'll know a little bit more in a week. And then um, after that, it'll it'll officially kick off uh, once the season starts. So, yeah, just wanted to let you guys know. If, if you're having a problem with it on your Android device, just try back again in like a few days and – See if they, if they have it updated so it's available to that format. That that's gonna I I, I can't <clears throat> wait to, to see the first show or be involved with it, man. It's gonna be interesting. Absolutely. Me sitting there with my phone 
watching the game and like Sean Salisbury was running the whole thing. He's like, I, just, I want you guys to be yourself. Just this is, and actually he said the same, the same thing. He's like, this is, this is made, this whole thing is made by fan for fan. I said, are you kidding me? That's like yep. the name of my channel. Like, yep. <laughs> like that would be exactly. so the, the yeah, object of this is to also bring people in from the, from the chat room that's watching the game with us. Just like we do here. Like we do. Mm-hmm. So it should be pretty easy it's, for me to transition into that. That's right. why they picked they picked you because they could have picked any podcast. There's how many Bears podcasts, man? How many? Hundreds. They're, Hundreds. they're out there. I I'm finding all this stuff all the time, man. It's like even how I uh ran into Tarbill and, and Bearski, these these newer little channels, man. They're all over the place. They could have chose any one of them. But they took you because you're already doing what they're trying to do. To an extent. Yeah, yeah. It's like a yeah. mix of our show and the, the Manny Brothers thing. Yeah. You know? Yeah, it's I'm I'm excited about this because like any of you guys can just come in come in the show too. So and then the game that we're gonna be at with Chris Watts, I'll be able to um I can still like come in during the commercials and broadcast the you know, show the fans, everybody in the stadium. So it'll it's it's a pretty cool adventure. It's brand new. I mean, they're just getting this thing started. So hey, this is like the launching of this. It's pretty cool. Hey, hey Shorty. Maybe uh, you can like put like a banner or something up saying, you know, if you have an Android and you find that it's working for it, so for everybody else, you know what I'm saying? So then, then they know, okay, because I have an Android. And, mm-hmm. You know, I will. I'll let you guys soon as i know cuz my wife has an android too so i can i can check it with that okay are you there polski polski maybe he just maybe he just wants me to play he the just, video he just put yes in the chat oh okay I am. yes i am can't hear you buddy maybe he, did you, you want me to just play the video i got i got you he had to log. He had to log in to give us the video. I get it. Gotcha. Jalen Hurts is rolling out with a purpose. He wants a long throwback across the field. Well, Ngakwe will be coming from the top of the screen. This is his fifth sack on the season, and watch how he chops the ball loose. Able- Hurts has 111 yards through the air, 35 on the ground. First play of the third. Hurts is hit, and Yannick Ngakwe. He beats Miles Sanders to the upfield side, knocks the ball free. First down for the Chiefs. Mahomes dancing in trouble. And Gotenkwe has a, a different kind of twitch and a different kind of quickness off the edge. This is awesome, man. Thank you, Bersky. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Something you'll notice. Something you'll notice watching this. Almost every snap, he's got the flute mentality already built into him. He's trying to swipe the ball. I don't know if you noticed this. Absolutely. Yep. I, I, I was like, man, give me that nine or ten times every year. <laughs> he's trying to. He's trying to rip that ball out. Yeah. 
that's what Flus wants. That's why they got him. And it, 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 man, if our, our offensive line can play like the Colts line is playing on these some of these plays, dude. Ooh. First one is unique in Gagwe. He's having a great game going against Jordan Mailata. Tell you what, guy is a beast coming off that edge. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yep. yep. You have to love what you're seeing. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah I think he's going to greatly improve the he, line. He, he can, push he up can the train program. six or seven, eight, nine games a year. One of those plays in a key moment, the game could change the game. He beat Orlando Brown. Double teamed, and he still got pearls. That, yeah. I love the music too, man. Good job, Bearski. Thanks, Bearski. Yes, Bearski. Thank you very much, yep. man. That, thanks, that was thanks nice. Thanks for, for getting right on that, dude. Much appreciated. Appreciate oh, it. Hey, uh, Bearski, uh, if you have any clips of him uh, playing against the run, I'd like to see those as well. <laughs> no, I was actually being serious, though. I was being serious. <laughs> I'm just, I was really being serious. There, yes. there were some, PJ. You can go find them on the internet. That's what he's no. <laughs> I'm just saying. I mean, because you know, we always we all talk about his pass rush. I want to see what he does against the room. Yeah, that's a good point. Good point. That was a nice hype video for the pass rush. I, that it was really awesome. Was. It was yeah, really, I'm, it was pumped. Really good I'm already pumped, man, just from that video and what we've been talking about. That that highlighted it. Yeah, yeah. Check out Bearski film. He's got some good stuff. I love his his music, like his soundtracks too that he does for everything. It's freaking awesome. Just as good as all the editing. What's the name of uh, Bearski's uh, film thing? What did you say? What is it called? It's Bearski film. Oh, Bearski film. Okay. Yeah. Bearski film. Okay. Cool. I'm pretty excited to see our new toy. What's next? Because you know he's still not done. Right. Uh, yeah. He's not spending money. Guys are going to be jockeyed as we go along continuously, I believe, till he gets the best possible scenario going into day one. Next next move would be uh, trading for uh, Chase Young. <laughs> yeah, there we go. I'm going to go back to like won't, won't with me. the bar room and just make a clip of you saying that, and then we'll just put it on every week, right, to start like five times a week. We'll save the hassle of you having to say it. I'm just saying. I'm just because saying. I'm telling you. I don't have anything against Chase Young. I just want to see something out of him before I go making a purchase. That's Agreed. it. Like Agreed. a healthy, productive That's season for, for the whole year. That well, that would be my that would be my want. Well, I would I would say this. I mean, it depends on what he looked like in a training camp of course, in preseason games, but I wouldn't rule it out because polls right. polls has a uh, tendency. To double down on the think on the moves he makes, whatever move it is, if it's a offensive tackle, he go gets two. Offensive guard, he go gets two. Uh, cornerback, he go gets two or three. Uh, linebacker, he go gets two. So I wouldn't be surprised he go he makes another move and get another defensive end. I, 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 
Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. I, I was just going to say, I kind of have a question with uh, regarding the Redskins because they got, so what, Chase Young would be, could be tagged or because they didn't pick up his fifth-year option. He isn't getting uh, tagged. I'm just saying, Mont- Montez Sweat, this is the last year of his contract. Mm-hmm. There's one or two other guys they got to sign, and they're not going to sign all four of these guys. Hey, Foster. So, so I think I think Washington's going to kind of ride it out and see what this season is, and then then they can make their move if they're going to trade. You know, right before the trade deadline, they're, they're going to make that move with whomever, or figure out who they're just going to keep and what they're going to do with the other guys. Whether they let them go, release them, or whatever, you know, they're going to try and get something for anybody they're not going to keep. Right. Who is it going to think be? about this, Foster? If yeah. if they wanted. To uh, franchise tag Young, why wouldn't they have picked up a fifth year? That's my that's my thing. Like, if you're gonna want to keep someone around, you're gonna try to keep it for the lesser amount, not the not the higher amount. I'm I'm gonna answer that question for you. Uh, they didn't franchise tag him because he's the guy. It's it's like when I talk about some of the guys, it's. He's the guy they're probably going to move away from. That's why they didn't franchise tag him. But if the guy stays healthy and has a great season and, and one or two of these other guys <clears throat> or, or get injured and is out, they still have options then. Well, good luck well, with I'm that. You're, you're spending a lot of money on if, your defense. Look, you're spending a whole lot of money on your defense. That's where they're going to – Washington's going to have a big problem next year because they're not going to be able to pay all these guys to keep that defense together. No. You know, we've been talking. What do you say, Walter? No, no, I agree with you 100%. They're only yeah. sitting about $80 million in cap going into next year. Right. <laughs> so I'm, I'm just, they've, they've given themselves more options, which is give me information and options, man. I can make a better decision for my team. I always say it. Yeah. Well, they I drafted, uh, what's his name, uh, KJ Henry out of Clemson. Yeah, yeah. That that's gonna that's gonna free up to where they can let one of these guys go and not even have to worry about it if if he becomes you know what I mean I don't know if you guys saw any film in him I he was one of the guys I said if he ends up on the Bears I'm good with it KJ Henry there was two guys from Clemson I can't remember the other guy's name it's probably Miles Murphy yes there you go that's there's, why I wanted it, honestly there's another one there's three guys there was another guy in that from them breezy because they were breezy. both uh, breezy Brazil. Yeah. Okay. See? We got Derwin Gervin Dexter in that pick. <laughs> I don't well, know I, if you I, this I, right. Took, I got Wright and Gervin Dexter on my draft, both of them. Hey, the thing with Chase Young is, too, I know a lot of people, like Brian said, he's worried about the injury history, but his timetable for what he hurt was correct. I mean, you can't just you knock him for it. Yeah, he tore his ACL and whatever the other ligament was. But the time away from the game, plus you got to figure ramp up time from practice. It's all on par. You talking about uh, Chase Young? Yes. Yep. Your, your guy. Well, I mean, again, just speaking on even our wide, re- wide receiver position, the fact that Coles is always doubling down. That's what I'm saying. I wouldn't be surprised or rule it out that he would double down and grab another uh, defensive end. And <laughs> I mean, you need two at least. Hey. One on each side. You can have Walker and Yannick play one side together, and then Chase Young and whoever else play the other. Travis Gibson. Yeah. 
<laughs> Congratulations on your new title, Foster. <laughs> I, I can't breathe to even talk to the journey <laughs> I've been I've been pulling a rib over here for a last. <laughs> oh boy, you guys are fun. Hey Walter, my main yeah. concern with um, Young is the fact that he injured the same like it's not the same thing, but on the same area and. I've been everything I've read and heard has been it's twice as hard to heal up when you haven't healed the first one and you hurt something else. That's the only real major concern I have with that. Do you mean the uh, the patella ligament or whatever I think it was called with the ACL or the uh, yeah, he injured one, didn't get it fully recovered, and then injured the next one, so it makes it twice as hard for to heal both of them. That's that's my only only issue. If I mean, he comes out, he comes out, and knocks it out of the park. Hey, you know, go for it. I mean, he did both at the same time. They probably were both hurt when he went for surgery. I mean, it's a you know, I wouldn't say it's a million dollar injury or a one in a million chance of happening, but it does. So, and he's not the first. He's not the last. Well, but then again, you could make the same thing as if someone just tore their ACL. They may never recover from that. It, right. Yeah. You know, look at Tyreek Cohen. Where is he now? Nowhere. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what says Foster? Foster making women hit me with the rubber tongue for years. <laughs> I mean, if, if you watch some of his training camp videos leading up to the start of preseason, he looked good. He looked fast. He looked explosive. Uh, as far as I know, I think the brace came off, so he's not running with that anymore. Well, I mean, I, I think it's a it's a gamble. Let's, I mean, it, it's it is a gamble. So, yeah. But you have to look at it from Washington's perspective. Let's say, okay, if we keep him and he doesn't produce this year, we let him go in free agency, we get nothing. Or if we trade him, while while you know people really don't know about him, maybe we can get a third or a fourth for him. At least we're getting something. So yeah. that's that'll be their mentality, I would think. No, they're going to try and trade him if they want to move on from him. They they wouldn't let him walk away for nothing. Exactly. I mean, they may have get a compensation pick out of it if they do, but that's about it. Yeah. So, as I said, it's, I mean. I mean, like you said, it's a gamble. But then again, yeah. everything's a gamble. I can walk outside my house, step on a landmine. Um, Where are you living at, Vietnam? <laughs> not unless you're talking about a pilot. <laughs> <laughs> Either you live in Vietnam or you're living over there next to Foster. Well, I'm not too far from Foster. Chicago, <laughs> Vietnam. You're probably safer in Vietnam these days. <laughs> so what this says, you better not be bringing any of those rubber dogs with you to Indy. That's <laughs> 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 our starter hotel room, are you? <laughs> I think he's got one especially for you, Swifty. That I don't know about. Hey, Swifty, if you got a I don't even know about Brian. Why don't you tell Swifty to hop on if he got a minute? You can talk to him you about Yannick. You want to come on and talk about Yannick, Swifty? I'll send you a link right now, buddy. All right, like, no, I have a third video to make. Right. 
Honestly, <laughs> Van Dorn, it's really not that bad for Americans in Vietnam right now. Right, I agree. I, I, they're traveling over there. It's supposed to be a great, a great. You can go see the whole country cheap, man. From what I'm understanding. Yeah, I got I got a buddy that lives over there. He's from country initially, so uh, you know yeah. he does real estate out there for expats all the time, and it's 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 really a nice country, and it's affordable. Yeah, that's it's. it's that's I'm I'm hearing that I got my cousin travels all over the place teaching English, Japan, Vietnam, uh, a lot of China, Middle Eastern stuff or Asian, and he said it's a beautiful country and you could live very well on a four or five hundred dollars a month you can live like a king out there. Yeah, it's yeah. funny too. You walk outside the cities and you're taking boats down these muddy little rivers. Yeah, yeah. So does anyone have any? Uh like information as far as like what chase young is making this year top of my head i'm guessing five six million whatever the uh no, well, i think is. it's more than that but whatever I mean, you, could be right. you could be right I, yeah. I thought it was more too i don't remember they just had it when they were because he was being interviewed by Kay adams or somebody yeah i just saw it the other day i just don't remember i, I want to say more like nine or 11 million yeah i think it's worth that because i'm going i'm going wow he his rookie contract what a what a huge contract to be making that two over here two overall right yeah number pick yeah. number two overall yeah yeah but i, I just yeah. i was shocked at the, the dollar amount and the cap hit for for the four season man his cap number right now is uh 10.997.509 okay Ooh. there you go answer we about? uh chase young Wait, what did you say, Shorty? Stop fucking talking about Chase. <laughs> there you go, Peach. He took himself. Because Peach, you you and I had talked, and we've had this conversation. I mess with you all the time about Chase Young. Right. But if, but if the deal's right and he's healthy, I'm on board. I just I'm like Brian. I worry about the health issue. Right. What yeah. we would have to give up for him. If well, he shows, if he shows out, go for it. You know what I'm saying? If not. Then, then I'm worried. Yeah. Two, you got to remember, we have two first round picks. We could give up a second round yeah. to next year and replace it just as easily. I, I just polls. I, I got you. I got you to all the I, way, Walt. I just think personally, I, I don't know if I would give up a second. I mean, if we can talk third and maybe a player like uh, what's that kid we got from uh, Seattle? What's his name? The defensive end? Green. 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 If I can give a green and a third for him for what one year, make that third a conditional. So I, I would go that route. I wouldn't want to give up a second. I mean, granted, I, I agree with you. Got a two first and a second, but I'm not quick to want to give up that second either. Right. Yeah, 2025 second of Carolina. <laughs> can we make it a conditional? Sure. Cool. Pull the I word mean, that out. Pull the word that deal out to the best of his advantage, man. Yeah, you have to figure if we go to the trade deadline and this guy balls out, we're going to be spending more to pick him up than now. The window is closing. Or do you look at it from Washington's point of view? Wouldn't the window be closing for them to get compensation for it? Uh, yes and no. But if Chase Young does do good, they're going to make more in the deal than doing it right now. So they have every reason to sit on their hands and wait. Yep. I agree. I agree. Raging Oracle. Get Houston. Rather have Houston than Chase. Chase wants to get paid 
I'd rather them draft a defensive end than settle into a long-term contract at defensive end right now. You we do, do got to pay field soon, man. We're going to have to come up with $55 million or more a year for oh, field. Yes, we are. I mean, all of us collectively are, yes. <laughs> what, are you, dude, what are you talking about? The guy sends me a note today after last week. It was seventy bucks. Now I got to send him a hundred bucks a month to be on his show. <laughs> <laughs> That's not my fee either. Yeah, I know. DJ just sent me an email too. He wants a percentage of that hundred plus another hundred. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Houston's a great player. I'm not taking that away from him. But Chase is ten years younger than the guy. Yeah. Yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna take the what if and then Upside. roll the dice on Chase Young, then be like, maybe I'll get one good year out of uh, Justin Houston. I can Agreed. use a maybe the second year as a mentor, but yeah, that's where I'm at. I'm, I'm with you, Walt. Uh, I, I like the upside of uh, Chase, and to me, in the brief, well, what I saw from him in Ohio State and a little bit his rookie year seemed like he's a total package. Uh, being able to make tackles. Rushed a passer. I mean, seemed like he had everything going for him. Now, mind you, it's just an upside. Now, has he produced in the NFL so far? No. Yeah, I mean, he made the Pro Bowl and was def- uh, defensive rookie of the year. They don't just hand those away like they're candy. Right. So, <laughs> going to so I, have a machine, for, I have a question for both PJ and um, Walter. I just want to understand what you guys are, are uh, intending. Like, if you trade for um oh geez we were just talking about him chase young no chase young your thoughts are you're wanting to trade for him with the intent of re-signing him if he does something special is that i'm I'm just trying to make sure i understand absolutely okay yeah, extension would be conditional to the deal. Uh, I would not make it otherwise. Exactly. Exactly. I, I was just making sure I was understanding where where you guys were coming from. There, there would be no point in doing it just for a rental. You're you're signing him at yeah. least three years. Yeah. If yeah. not more. I mean, like I said, like I was telling BJ, I'd go high as a second round pick. I feel comfortable moving that. We're in a position now where we can trade capital away, and we're not we're not hurting anymore. Like we were last last season, even coming into this draft, where we needed every pick we can get our hands on. Well, well I, think, I think the also the only the other bonus thing is if you sign if you trade and sign him now, you can sign him lower. Exactly. He ain't gonna be able to get. You don't have to sign him for no twenty million per year. You probably can yeah. Sign if he if more. he hits the open market, you're looking twenty north of twenty million easy. Yeah. So Mo Gurman was asking if you trade for him, can you still tag him? I'm, we can tag him, yes. If we trade for him, we can tag him next year. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Fair question. So, yeah. I don't know, guys. I, I I, don't like his injury history. That is concerning. I, I'm not going to you know, shy away from that. That is concerning. Well, That's let, me, let, me, let me play devil's advocate. Are you a fan of Darnell Mooney? Yes. Okay. Darnell Mooney has injured the same ankle twice now. No, it's twice. So it's the same situation. It's that that that, it, that one injury though was just it wasn't a typical football injury from what I understand. It was very brutal in the surgery they had to do. So you know, and he you looked at him at the end of the year. You know he was still hurt last year playing those games. 
Hey, sur yeah. surgery is never fun. It's never easy. Uh -huh. There's there's gonna be you know. Uh, I know that one. Yeah, periods of time that you know you're gonna be hurting, especially yeah. with uh, when you deal anything with like knee surgery and things like that. It's not simple. Right. You know, no one, no one ever said it was simple or it was easy or anything like that. I think it's people uh, jumping off the cliff. You know, you see it with Tevin Jenkins. He walks off with a trainer. Oh my God, the guy's gonna die. <laughs> 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 people here take a chill pill step away from the ledge let's talk about this well i, I saw that and i'm going dude they didn't cart the guy off they were talking it, it, as they were walking off the field the same with sanborn the other day you saw he got hurt too right yeah i mean he probably he's probably his ankle probably isn't 100 percent. it's yeah. probably more like 95 it's, to 97 he gets sore he limps off the field it's it's just nothing like that what's surgery. up with to stop being that practices Nate Davis, what's the thing not being a I don't know. Sorry. I'm just curious what's going on with Nate Davis. Oh, I have no idea. Yeah, nobody knows. Don't know. They're, not, they're not talking about it. Sorry, what, was you, what were you saying, Walter? Let's say another thing that uh, nobody really brings up is you guys remember, like, Tevin Jenkins' wife is now with child. Could it be possible that he has a very early appointment and had to leave? And still got his aftercare done with the trainer. I mean, the two may not even mean injury. Mm -hmm. Yeah, point, man, you, you you don't know until they tell you. You just don't right. know. I, I, I just things think, happen every day. Exactly. I I just think I mean maybe I'm crazy, but if I was the Bears, if I was truly interested in Chase Young, I would send a scout to their training camp, see him, watch him in practice, see how he does watch him in a preseason game, at least one or two, then make a move for him. I, I wouldn't be surprised that's if that's actually happening now as we speak and not well, just well, that's what I'm saying. I mean, I wouldn't just go in there blind well, saying, can, oh, let me just trade for him without getting some type of look. This is how he's looking in tape. Coles never has blinders on, dude. He's here's shown the, it. Here's the argument that I can make for you on that, PJ, even though right. I'm against it, but you guys are making me think. If, if you really look at it, per somebody said earlier in chat here that got me thinking this. Oh, Mo Beerman, you said, if you end up paying Justin, it's going to be a pieces and parts team going forward. So now is really the time to win it, to go after it. If, if, if this kid has got to take the step this season, yeah. if we can, if we get into year four, He's going to want a new contract. Let's just say that we go to the playoffs this year. Mm -hmm. He's going to want the new contract before next season, correct? But you know Fields got two more years because of his fifth year. He'll right. But, but if he wanted to, let's say he had really good, you know, let's say he throws 3,800 yards and 28 touchdowns and mm -hmm. 12 interceptions and runs for seven. Mm -hmm. Maybe 500 yards or, or or more mm -hmm. that's gonna that's wouldn't that possibly cause him to hold out and in going into his fourth season for that contract instead of playing the fourth one out well i don't see fields as that kind of guy right off yeah. the bat well not not only that, 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 that with you know first round rookies they get a fifth we can give them a fifth year we give fifth, fields his fifth year which would be about what 15 million or something like that we don't have to pay him that 60 million that's coming up we can give him that fifth year that would be like 15 me. So that gives us two more years of him being pretty cheap. 
Okay, so the yeah, window is this year or next year? Yeah, because I, I if, if too, we because... pick it up this year, we will not sign him to that fifth year because we have to sign him to the fifth year before his fourth year. We have to sign him to the say right. we're going to do it. Then. Right. I, I get it, too, because if you sign Chase to, like, a four-year contract, let's just say right now, I don't know what he's looking for. I don't, right. I don't even care. But in a year or two, that contract's going to be underpaid anyway. So I could see that point where this – this is when you do it because mm -hmm. you're going to get you, we know every year what it's it's, it's it's going to keep going up so the longer you can lock somebody in at a lower rate that look at dj moore's contract man what a value yeah. you know that kind of stuff on top and of I, that i gotta interject one more thing and then i'll shut up for a bit uh sorry to move that off raging oracle i just wanted to address cliff because he stated that his shoulder was never 100 percent after surgery Cliff, and all the time I've been talking to you, you've never been anywhere near 100%. Love you, dude. <laughs> <laughs> On top no. of that whole, whole uh, talk with the contract, yeah, all, all that matters in the contract is the guarantees. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. you, can, you can say, oh, you can have eight, eight years – but if it's not guaranteed, it doesn't matter. Right. It matter diddly squat how many years you got on your contract. But you also got to consider too. I mean, let me make this clear. Do they have to spread the money out? I think that before. I mean, I'm not saying much. Me and Walter are saying the same. I'm not. We're not offering up no first rounders for Chase. That's not what we're looking at. Right. So to address, we're not giving up the farm. Yeah, you're right. I don't want to give up the farm and get him as much as I like him. Because of his injury history, no, I'm not trying to give up the farm, but uh, I do like him for the right price. Let me be clear on that. Which yeah, is well, that's that's key, and, and we know polls. That's the key kind of stuff, man. Yeah, yeah, that's what he's I'm saying. Got to I mean, get value for what he's doing because he knows what yeah. he's got to do down the road. Well, that's I mean, thing. to answer your question, Shorty, uh, Walter, you know, is willing to do a second. Uh, like I said, I was thinking about a third or a fourth plus a player. But I can be talking to a second if it's moved down to like 2025, as long as it's conditional, something like that. Yeah. I'm not trying to give up a first at all. Yeah, that's not, that's not you, what I'm. You know, for. though, you we know Washington's going to want they're going to want top dollar on it, man. So I, I, I don't think so because given the fact that he's going to walk next year, they want to want well, something. It's it's it, you're right, but it's the game, and I we I think I was talking this was to somebody before on the phone about. Trubisky and and how the 49ers kind of kind of pulled the, the wool over uh Ryan's eyes, man. Pace's eyes on that trading the second for the third. You know, like we we actually we do want this guy. We want Mitch Trubisky. It's it's yeah. kind of like I said, even everybody keeps going, well, why didn't Philadelphia trade make that trade with the Bears and give an extra fourth to get Carter? Because Poles was going in there. I could take this guy right now, and, and we do need this guy. And a I'm not saying this is what happened, but this does happen where he, they convince them that uh, give me this and you can have them. That's that's usually how that deal goes. Everyone's like the Bears. Philadelphia knew the Bears weren't going to take him. Why would why would you make that trade? Well, if you play the game right, that's what you get. Look at look at the Frisco with with the trade they did with the Bears. I mean, that's what that. Well, was. I mean, you make them believe that somebody else want to move up and get it. That too. Whatever whatever it takes. Whatever yeah. who, knows, who knows Philadelphia better than Cunningham? Yeah. 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 But they they both got a lot of 
total inside information on that team. They both do. But Poles, I just love that dude, man. I, I, I was going to ask you to bring up even uh, Mark Kazak's question, too, Shorty. Starred. Do you want to have his baby there? Uh, like, tell you guys about the time I won school chess tournament as a sixth grader. Learned that beating an eighth grader was not the smart thing to do. What did he do? Cliff beat your ass for the whole rest of the year? So he graduated? <laughs> I've been I've been on both ends of that one. <laughs> I'm right there with the PJ. <laughs> hey PJ, Foster's long past uh, birth giving. No, yeah, he's, no, he's, he's past he's past that age several no, times he keeps, over. He keeps regenerating, man. I'm telling you. <laughs> I've just had my 108th kid at 347. Oh and I've only had 92 wives. Man. <laughs> neck and neck there. We all know Foster's a perpetual. <laughs> <laughs> well, did you come up with the best ones? He just sits there, he sits there, he bides his time, and then... DJ, he must have read your book on that, too. Slide one in. The full, the full volume. I'm just saying, I'm good at sliding one in. You're hanging out with the guys. I want to throw this up. I don't know if you saw it or we missed it because I have freaking no idea. And it's the first time I'm even seeing anything about eliminating the quarterback salary. So Mark Kazak says, I wonder if the NFL, the next NFL bargain agreement will change to eliminate the quarterback salary from the salary cap. Have you guys heard anything? I've heard something about that. Did you really? I, have, I honestly have. I yeah. don't think they would eliminate it, but maybe cap it to a certain percentage of the salary cap. Right. That's there you go. More like, like PJ always talks about. Me and Walter on the same page. There we go. Yep. There we go. Right there. Because I, if I you're think... going to eliminate the, the quarterback salary, you might as well just throw the salary cap out the window then. Right, yeah. right. They, they, they really go overboard then if it's going yeah. to count against the cap. Yeah. No player, no one player should count against more than 10% of the salary cap. I'm all in favor of that. I'm all over that because yeah, – That would end up like good. like the baseball back in the day. The New York Yankees salary, $228 million. The Milwaukee Brewers salary, team salary, $17 million. Yeah. Yeah, it's ridiculous, no. man. I can't. Yeah. I, I can't stand that. I mean, from a I, player's point of view, because you know, I never played quarterback, so I'm like, okay, this one guy making all the salary, and now we all, the rest of us, only have to make a million or so. Not that a million's cheap, but according to that standard, it is. Yeah, it's, because it's, it's just become the next quarterback up. That's yeah. that's in free yeah. agency. That's it's, the best of the group makes the exactly. most money. Jimmy exactly. Garoppolo, Kirk Cousins. It's unfair to the other players. It's Agreed. unfair to the market. And then Aaron Dude, Rodgers, I know you're great. And I want to give you $20 million, but I can't. Yeah. So right. you got to go to this other team, and then they yeah. they want you, and then they got to shove all this money down the road, and four years from now, they're screwed because the way the salary can't set up. I agree. I agree. I think who's, it's Who's going through it now? We were just talking about this, too. Who's who's kind of fucked now? The Rams? Uh, uh, there's, there's four or five teams that are just going to be screwed during this season. Cincinnati yeah. came up before. Yeah, there's another one yeah. that's up there. You guys got more on that, Walt? Which part? The, um, teams, the teams that are going to be in trouble. Say well, I mean, Joe Burrow is going to need to get paid, like you yep. said. I mean, Justin Herbert, I don't know what he did to deserve that contract. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Now, I think he's the good. next coming, and he's not. 
he's he's a good player, but like you guys are saying, how is he deserving just because he's playing the position of quarterback? He had he is now up to make all this to, to be the highest paid player. Kirk, Doesn't make sense. Kirk I mean, Cousins contract did that. I mean, J- Justin Herbert is the Notre Dame of quarterbacks. He's just a can crusher. Yeah. Man. I I I thought he was like going to be something special, and, and I mean, I, I like him. Don't. Yeah, I'm not saying he's bad. He's gonna, but... he's gonna need he's gonna need to have a bunch of good talent around him again to, to be, you know. How is Case Lee not fucked with that five hundred million dollar Mahomes contract? I don't know. They're sucking the commissioner's dick. I, I, I don't know. Possible. <laughs> I mean, Kansas City is a strange team. You have the Travis Kelsey force field that no one can penetrate, even though he's wide open. The guy's staring right at him. They just walk the other way. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, Mahomes is running around like he's got a load in his pants and nobody can catch him somehow. <laughs> That's a good one. That's a good one, bro. That's a good one. That's a good one. It's like he's wearing a diaper with a full load. <laughs> exactly. Like... And yeah, and he's like, he's in slow motion, but yeah. nobody can get to him. Yeah. That's, yeah, that's, that's what I'm saying. I mean, yeah, these, these quarterback contracts is outrageous, man. I, I can't stand it. Well, That's you know what? Really you know the main reason for their contracts, right? They're the ones that put the butts in the seat. They're the ones that make the money for their teams. Yes, yes, they do. Quarterbacks, you can look at the teams that have the good quarterbacks. They're the ones they're that the are making the money. They're making the money from not only the stadiums being packed, but from all the NFL deals and the the uh, the. the primetime games that they get and everything else. So it it, it definitely they are definitely making more money because of that. Well I think but the Bears has been sold out for how many years? And it hasn't been because of our quarterbacks. <laughs> exactly. It hasn't <laughs> been because of our quarterbacks at and all. And it certainly ain't the venue. Man. So again it's the fandom. I mean I, I see what you're saying uh to a point, Brian, but no, nah, it's not just the quarterbacks. And I think we need to escape that narrative because that's what's pushing this quarterback's salary because everyone want to push that same narrative when there's actually, I mean, other parts to that. You got 20, 21 other starters who deserve much of the credit. I ain't saying the quarterback doesn't deserve any. They do they do a good job, but they, they, they don't deserve all that money. I'm sorry. They just don't. I understand it, but the media makes it so that the quarterback is the most important person on the team. They run the the com- the completions, the incompletions, the the touchdowns, the yardage. They they blow that up to show you that that's more valuable than a tip pass or a a, a block or that. That's the reason for why the quarterback is. They're saying why the quarterback is the most important person on the team. Yes, but you can also yeah. use your brain and see past that too. But that's asking a lot of some people. Right. So, well, like, if a team doesn't pay their QB, somebody else will. And like Kirk Cousins. Well, Jimmy well, Garoppolo. I, I don't know why why teams keep paying Cousins. I just don't see it. Well, it's, it's Minnesota, and he's probably done, man. This is—is is this his last year, Walter? That contract? Do you know? Does anybody know? I think it is. Yeah, I think, I think so. it is. Outside of uh, Patrick Mahomes and a couple of uh, t- 
Tom Brady Super Bowls, it wasn't the quarterback who was the best player on those teams. You got your Aaron Donald for L.A. You had you had these other players for these other when Seattle won it. It was a uh, beast mode. It wasn't Russell Wilson. So when the, that the was a league the boom more than it was beast mode. Well, the point I'm making though is again, yeah, I understand that. Yeah, it wasn't always a quarterback. So although they push in that narrative, uh, facts say different. I mean, yeah. there's very few where the quarterback we have this high highest paid quarterback winning Super Bowls. Right, do you I think Patrick Mahomes uh, is one of the few. The, uh, the Tampa Bay Super Bowl in what, 2000, 2001, they had that uh, Super Bowl MVP uh, picture frame set up. They put uh -huh. the entire defense up there. See? I yeah. mean, so, yeah, I mean, I, I don't agree with that narrative. I, I just don't. Well, I, I, I'm, I'm anxious to see because I, I mentioned this earlier in the show, and it was always you build that defense, the quarterback's a game manager, and I'm talking the first – you can't count the 20s, so 30s, 40s, 50s, 60s, 70s, into the 80s. That's the way the league, you know, that's how you want. Even Baltimore won in and the 2000s. Right. Uh, Dilfer, man. Dilfer yeah. won a Super Bowl. Yeah. I'm just saying, and this stuff goes in cycles. Right. Uh, there was a big thing uh, the other day about the running back, and I saw a great video. I can't remember the player's name, and you guys probably know this. The, the UFDA on San Diego who took what's-his-name's place, changed the contracts forever because he did what – God, I can't remember the dude's name that was a big running back on the Chargers, man. Anyways. Oh, Lathaniel Thomas? Yes, yes. The guy that replaced him was a UDFA making six hundred fifty grand a year, and he did more than enough at running back. That's where the running back contract literally, if you track it from that, the year after he got that injury mm – -hmm. <laughs> That's when they stopped getting paid that one contract, and and the quarterback thing too is like the minute Kirk Cousins signed that contract, if you look, berserk every year fifty, got to be the top guy, forty million, thirty, twenty eight million, thirty two million, thirty eight million, forty five million, fifty million, fifty five uh -huh. or more for Fields, right. hundred million. I'm just showing you. Say, I'm you know, just saying, put up guys in in chat with Cliff and uh, Swifty and Doug. And I'm not saying the quarterback isn't important. I'm just saying they're the, they're not the only ones. I mean, I think you honestly can win a Super Bowl with a average quarterback as long as you got the other pieces. Now, if he stinks, he stinks. I mean, you ain't gonna win nothing there. But if you got other pieces, I think you can do okay. It's you don't need to have that. I mean, as good as Burrow is, he hasn't won a Super Bowl. It's as it's good just, as a, it's just harder to do it with a lesser quarterback these days. It is look at. Look at Tennessee with Tannehill for the last few years. There, Derrick Henry almost did it himself man, without a quarterback. Think about it. Look at the numbers. Yeah. Another another saying. thing that another thing that's pushing the quarterback um, narrative is we're in a different era now. We're in the fantasy football era. Era, and what's going to make fantasy football the most money is the quarterbacks. Pass, 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 pass. And that's what the NFL has been catering to. Is getting more yards, getting more touchdowns, getting more penalties off of defense because the quarterback is like this priceless, invaluable piece to their team. There, there are so many guys playing today that would have never survived the 60s or 70s. They would have never – they couldn't have played more than one or two seasons. We have a we He's have a quarterback that was getting mangled, couldn't get a flag. 
you yeah. know. Yeah. And now, you know, with the other ones are like little dainty little players that oh, you know, I got a splinter flag, you know what I'm saying? Yep. I'm trying to figure out who Pete Will is. Pete Will. I agree, Pete Will. Mm. Uh, look in the chat. Yeah, there's no one P. Will. Maybe he just, maybe he said, I agree. <laughs> I don't know. I, I didn't get that either. Throw us some light on that, Mark. Exactly. We're, we're, we're missing something. Well, look who you're watching, dude. <laughs> yeah. So, I, I mean, that's geez. what I said, Doug. If Trent, if Trent Dilfer can win a Super Bowl, anyone can anyone win a Super Bowl. CJ, <laughs> you could have done it like last century, dude. As quarterback, I got oh, I got to no. go here, man. I'm too short, man. <laughs> I'm only I'm only six feet tall, man. Back then, quarterbacks Dude. were in their five tens. I, I don't care what the whatever it shows. If you look at Fran Tarkington, the guy's six six feet tall. He's listed as six two, 190. The guy was six feet tall, and he probably weighed 170 pounds, soaking wet. I One of the greatest you. quarterbacks to ever played a game. <laughs> Grant Tarkin was a quarterback I love to hate because that Me guy, too. I hated him, but I had to admit he was just. I wanted great. him on the Bears for 10 freaking seasons. I'm like, man, if we had him and Peyton together and James Scott, maybe one other receiver or a tight end, a real one, they could have done something with that team. Because the defense was pretty decent in the 70s. I agree with you too, sir. You are the man, Mark. <laughs> oh, Mark, you shouldn't even have told that. That, that you agree with PJ just because now it's is the hat. Oh, he's still got the Bears one on. It's not swelling up or anything. We're okay. Never mind. <laughs> it hasn't turned red yet. <laughs> hey, where's the stash of hats? And I was waiting to see him change shirts, you know, go off camera, train shirts and hats to co color coordinate through the night. <laughs> man, you know what, man? <laughs> Right. You don't have red shoes on, do you? So you can't wear that hat. Right. We went through this. We did this. You know the rules, dude. Red hat, red shoes. No, actually, it's, it's when he has a little like emblem that's red on his shirt. That's what matches the red hat. Blue line matching the blue. The blue line matches the blue shirt, bro. There you go, man. He's, he can't even get what, what we've already no, said man. five times to him. The red hat rat matches the red the red polo. Signature on your shirt. Everything else is blue or black. For for our next video, we will be uh, giving a tutorial on how to dress. <laughs> it won't be the cooking show. It'll be how to dress. I don't think we want to watch you dress, buddy. Yeah, I, I can't even think of a thing for P except for like Bears Country pornography. No, no, you, <laughs> you guys want you guys want to see how I dress? I know you do. Beer, like beer of discussion advised. Is that what I see what nah, see what you like, did, Mark. Man, you gave him some encouragement. How I how I match my things up there. You, you oh, guys crap! Here we go, man. Can we just close the show now? No, I was waiting for Swifty <laughs> to join us. I it's too late for Swifty to join us. It's it's this show is three hours and two minutes long. And Dan's got to get up early and work late, dude. Swifty, you disappointed me, bro. It's okay. We got we got some good surprises coming up in the next few weeks. We won't even say any anything about them. Well, I, I still 
have not gotten that. the date out for party with Foster. So now I'm thinking we're going to set this up at one of two places where it's during a Bears game, if anybody would care to partake, man. And that will include your ride if you're within 10 miles of the place. Say that again. Uh, party with Foster is probably now going to be on a, in September on a Sunday during a Bears game with 20 freaking TVs and food and all that kind of stuff, man. For so those I, I of you who don't mention this stuff as, it, as it's being worked out, the details. Parental discretion is advised. <laughs> and, and there will be, like, if you're within five or ten miles, we'll, we will even get you home if you're going to have a few drinks because we don't want anybody getting hurt. Y'all see that so, paneling in the back of him? There's bodies back there. <laughs> yeah, uh, who said last week I was they, they were in, oh, somebody said last week that they were stuck in my basement or some shit. <laughs> and I, was, I meant to say, I meant to say, dude, you're okay. It's, it's when I put you in the wall that it's over. <laughs> my collection, man, behind me. I got a whole other wall. I got a whole other empty one right here. <laughs> PJ Foster will be driving everybody home. Flintstones, meet the Flintstones. <laughs> Dude, when when did you see my '96 Acura with the four holes in the floor? <laughs> Yabba dabba do. And I gotta have a guy. I gotta definitely have a passenger because I ain't got got no turn signals, dude. You gotta stick that arm out the window when I'm making the rights. <laughs> I don't want to get pulled over with a bunch of drunks. I'm kidding. <laughs> Mark Kazak sings. What I'm trying. What I'm trying to say is that the Bears have never had a quarterback like Justin Fields. We finally have a great quarterback. The defense doesn't have to be perfect. Yes. Absolutely. Until finally, been waiting my whole life for something like this, dude. Until other than McMahon. No, until we actually need to make a stop in the playoffs. Swifty. Swifty in the hizzy. PJ, are you going to calm down, man? I can't have PJ being disappointed. I told I was trying. I was trying to. I, I had to eat, man. I I, 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 had or, I had ordered my food before Ryan Poles made that signing, and then I went live and I made a video, and I was like, "Oh shit, I forgot all about my food." What you order? Uh, some cheeseburger spring rolls. Oh, dude, I had spring rolls tonight too, dude. Uh, yeah. <laughs> There we go. Not the cheeseburger, but chicken. So, Swifty, what do you think about this Yannick thing real quick? I like it, man. Words. I like it. I think he, I mean, best stat you can have. Uh, I sent it to Dan. I don't think he said it. There's only five players in NFL history that have eight-plus sacks. Uh, exactly. Uh, eight seasons of their career. Aaron Donald, DeMarcus Ware, Derek Thomas, Reggie White, and Yannick Ngakwe. <laughs> so Impressive. He may not be good at stopping the run, but he's a guy who can get after quarterbacks, and that's what we need. Someone get after quarterbacks. He's he's gonna if he's healthy, he's gonna get eight to ten sacks. I mean, that's just how it is. I wouldn't worry too much about his run defense because guess what? He's gonna be playing next to Andrew Billings, so I mean, <laughs> that's gonna help him out because Andrew Billings is like two dudes, so all he's gotta do is be half of <laughs> Yeah, exactly. He's like, uh, so what, what do you think about uh, PJ still clamoring for uh, Chase? Um, I don't be think nice, we need him, honestly. Nice. But, nice. I mean, I love Chase Young. I mean, <laughs> I, I hear how these guys – I mean, Dan, you guys 
too many people worried about his health. I mean, he tore his ACL. It, it's it's an ACL injury. The reason why it affected two years is because he tore his ACL midway through the 2021 season. Yeah. So he didn't come back until halfway through last season, and they wanted to be real careful with him. Um, they've kept played it slow, but you look at him now, he doesn't have a knee brace on, and he looks like the same freak you saw at Ohio State who could be one of the best pass rushers in the NFL. Now, I wouldn't give up a ton for him, but – I would try. I would try. I, w- I would try. I, w- I mean, if they would take the Panthers' second-round pick in uh, 2025, I would. I would send that to them right now, like today. You've got to explore every option, man. Yeah. Swifty, man, I'll let you have my baby, man. But I don't think they're gonna. I, but the problem is, I don't think they're gonna you trade. Have my baby. They're 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 stingy, man. They're gonna yeah. do just like they did with Deron Payne last year. They're yep. gonna. They're gonna hope he plays really good this year, and if they if he does, they're gonna franchise tag him, That's and then maybe try to trade him next year in the off season. But he'll be they, a free agent. They they can franchise tag him they just like they did with Deron Payne. Yep. But, but Sweat is up too. Yep. Yeah, and they could sign Sweat, sign franchise sweat. tag um, Chase Young. Or if I was yeah. them, I would sign Chase Young and franchise. That's a tag lot of money. Sweat, but, they're not paying a quarterback. I'll I'll take a I'll take I'll That's take the thing. Uh, if, I'll take Montez. I think it all it all rolls do. on. They they have a lot of belief in Sam Howell right now. I don't know if I'm a guy who believes in Sam Howell, but uh, if that. that works out, then they got they got four more years of r- rookie contract and they can pay that D line. But ugh, I don't know. I think Chase Young will probably end up somewhere else. I was watching video of of uh, who were you just talking about the quarterback from Washington. Uh, oh. Sam Howe. Sam Howe, because I, I, I talk, I've been talking to a couple guys that got a podcast out there. Want to maybe have them on the show before that game. And and I've been watching the video. They're they're not even high on this guy. And, you know, they, they got a show and they talk about this stuff three, four times a week. And they're putting out three or four uh, content videos a day, every day. Wow. And some of the some of the footage, some looks good and some didn't look so good. So. They, they highlighted one pass where he hit a guy in stride, and they highlighted it because it was like the greatest pass, and it was, it, it was just uh, I forgot, it, you know, up over the middle, going going to the the right side, across the middle, and he he hit him in stride, but there wasn't even a defender around him, and they showed it like six times, like it was the thing. I mean, it was a nice pass, and he hit him in stride, perfect. But where's the other? Where I want to see that, that twenty more times on different, not the same play over and over. I'm not high on him either, Swifty. That's what I'm saying for sure. <laughs> and, I, and I wanted to ask you, dude, what are you? Wait, you're not high you on think? who? Howell. Oh, Sam Howell. Okay, okay. Yeah, I'm not. Yeah, yeah. And and then so if they if they tag him or they they take Chase Young and he has that year and that's the guy they do want, and Montez Sweat is the guy they they end up leaving out. Wouldn't you look into that option too? I mean, we'll probably just draft a DE in the first round next yep. year. I mean, we got two first round picks, so. Yeah, that's why Yannick's a good fit. He just one year, so everybody. Marvin, says Marvin, Marvin Harrison Jr. in a defensive end, and, and two defensive ends. We'll take another one in the second round, dude. We got picks. Hey, Swifty, I got a question for you. Yeah, what's up, bro? So DLs this year. So with your scenario of like signing Sweat and then um, franchising Young, don't you think that's like a lot of like? Ducks put in one basket to like 
try to see if you can trade Young off of the franchise. You know what I'm saying? Well, that's the thing is is they'll do it for just one year. I mean, the franchise tag is just one year. Um, yeah, I get they that. They don't have just... to pay a quarterback. They could probably, if the NFL let them, which you can't, they would. They could probably afford to franchise tag Sweat and um, Ch- uh, Chase Young because they, ha- no. they they would have enough salary cap room. But the NFL doesn't let you uh, franchise tag two guys. So now, on top of that, do you think with new ownership? anything changes you know what i'm saying they have new ownership now it could not but Snyder I mean, anymore i think ultimately you want to leave that up to your gm if you're handcuffing your gm on the guys they can sign then your organization's not going to be very well run for very long I, the thing with chase young is I, I think they just understand how talented he is and i thought they were going to let because of chase young and montez sweat i thought they'd let deron Payne walk this year that was the I guy that makes the most sense. Yeah. But yeah. Since, since they wouldn't do that with Deron Payne, it's just we don't really know what they're going to do with the other guys, but I don't expect them to just let one of them walk for free. They're going to try to get something. They're going right. to work out a deal with one of them, franchise tag the other, and then they can, they can either keep him for a year, maybe franchise tag him two years and then let him walk would be probably, probably their worst-case scenario, but – they could still do it and afford it as long as they don't have a huge quarterback that they're paying. I think personally that they're going to try to uh, groom that uh, guy from Clemson to take one of their places and uh, sign the other one. Yeah, that's possible too. I mean, that KJ Henry, Henry or something like that? Yeah. yeah. The, the reason other? why – oh, I'm sorry. The reason why I asked you that, Swifty, is because like with the new ownership – are they gonna Are they gonna say, you know, this franchise has been run like crap? Maybe we need to switch things up, and we need to get a new GM, and we need to start, you know, getting our own personal like beliefs and a GM that we can back behind. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, but I mean, if no matter what kind of GM you have, you don't get better by letting the most talented players on your entire roster walk away for free. Yeah, um, I get that. I get that. The problem with them is the only thing that would keep them from being able to pay Chase Young or at least franchise tag him for a year or two would be paying a quarterback. The salary cap has went up so much. Teams like the Chiefs, like Dan said it earlier, you can fit a $45 million contract into your salary cap and still pay most of your team. Right. So with them not have, and not only that, but Sam Howell wasn't even a first round pick, so he's not even getting Justin Fields or Trevor right. Lawrence money. He's getting third round pick Valus Jones money. He's making right. seven hundred thousand a season. If if right. he can actually be the quarterback, mm-hmm. then they could sign three Chase Youngs. Honestly, so yeah. let me ask you this, Swifty. Brock Purdy. Well, you you probably know more about. Um, how much money that left that they have to spend before they get what the bears? Yeah. This is, is almost puts them there. They're five million away now. Okay, so is would adding Justin Houston on a one year deal be something else that could be looking at? They double could, down on? I don't at this point I think what I said about it is I think if you sign another guy like Justin Houston, you're cutting someone like Travis Gibson or Rasheem Green or Terrell Lewis. So, I don't know. 
unless unless they're really not happy with them or Demarcus Walker has a bigger injury that we don't know about. And they've been playing uh, uh, Terrell Lewis at uh, defensive end. He moving up. He oh, moving yeah. Up the depth He's been getting reps line. with the first team, too. Yep. They have him listed as a linebacker, but. He's oh, a he's, he's a DE in the system. Yeah, but I, I, want, I wanted to jump into this a little bit, Swifty. I think we were talking about it on your show or before your show, because uh, Doug Van Dorn brought this up. Because we're talking about Chase Young and all these guys, and then we keep saying, "Oh, the draft." Go back to that. Hold on a second, Shorty. Sorry. Uh, question is, what does the twenty-four draft look look like for edge rushers, defensive ends? This year's was pretty deep, but the Bears didn't see any value enough to pick, and and I think. Wasn't it you when we were I, we were talking? Somebody brought the question up, and I threw like four or five guys' names out there. There's, there's oh, yeah. guys there's, that we there's can a easily get. There's a lot of Jared edge rushers Burst. next year. The problem this year, the reason they didn't take an edge rusher is because they had a record amount taken. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they all got snapped right. up before Chicago could get to the to the table. They had to yeah, have a if we, if we had another pick between, and that's where. It came down to his trade down when he traded down from one to nine or one to eight, uh, nine. If he would have gotten a higher second round pick, and but he and he wanted DJ Moore. If he wouldn't have got, if he would have got a higher second round pick, they're almost guaranteed yeah. we would have taken one of those edge rushers that went between twenty and forty because there were like six of them, and a lot of those guys fit the Bears really well, like the Keon White, like um, the guy who was playing tonight, Will McDonald. A lot of those guys fit the would have fit the Bears really well as a pass rusher, but once they were all gone, Poles goes value. He's not going to just reach and take right. the 12th best pass rusher when he can get the second and third best defensive tackle. You know, I agree. I think the other thing working, and this is my last comment with Chase Young. Um, I, I think with uh, today, um, no, today, but <laughs> I think with uh, if Ron Rivera gets Kane, I don't see them emphasizing the defensive line after, I mean, next year it, it, when he's gone. I think they'll, if it's an offensive coach they bring in, they'll draft or want to concentrate more on the offensive line and not invest more in the defensive line. Yeah, fuck Washington. <laughs> I think if somehow, if they if they let him get to free agency, I think Poles would be interested because he's the definition of an athletic freak and he's young. But, yeah. I don't know how, how likely that is. The first thing they need to do in Washington is change the name to the Washington Natives. I've said that since – I think that would be the perfect name for that team, dude. Sorry. Perfect. Or they, they should have they um, changed their name. Left it the Redskins? To the, to the Red Buds. The Potato. Jared Verse, Jack Soiler, <laughs> Braylon Trice. They could have kept the name, they, or they, they they just changed the logo. I, I'm saying not not the name. So they could have just kept Redskins, like Redskin Potato, then just put potatoes on their helmets. Oh my goodness. <laughs> what, what were you saying, Shorty? Wait, say that again. What? What? <laughs> what? What's going on, Swifty? We threw Dan out, dude. Screw up. Oh, nice. Yeah, get Dan out of here. We'll take over the show. I told him already. He, he, I forgot what he said. Oh, you said because you even jumped in that too on the rubber thing, whatever. I don't. But I told him it was, was okay like, for me to say, "Fuck that you, to Dan." Say that again. <laughs> I, said, I said whatever it was. I saw it on your name. I was like, "Don't be bringing that to Indy." 
<laughs> I, don't, I don't necessarily think that Poles and company didn't think that the edge or the defensive end was valuable position. It was just they weren't at a spot where they could get one, whereas this year they have a potential chance of getting two. There's... If they play their cards right, you know. And with our first round picks, you mean next year? Well, one of the first round, and maybe, you know, the second round. Yeah, there's, exactly, there's a really yeah. good chance. I mean, that's the thing. I mean, with the we don't have a lot of holes on the roster, and when you have two right. first round picks, I, I think we're, we're I, definitely going to draft a defensive end next year. Yeah, I think I said. At I least, think I read somewhere more. that there's going to be that there's like fifty six defensive ends that'll be available in the draft. Jesus. Yeah, I mean, and there's <laughs> 56. The top, the top five to ten are. Yeah. I like Mark, a lot. Mark Kazak's asking what, what we think about DeAnthony, DeAnthony Jones, EDFA from Houston. He had a really big day. Um, I don't remember what day of practice that was. Um, I had him on the like thumbnail of one of my videos because he had three sacks one day. He had a he had a really good day. He looked dominant, but he's Tuesday. been up, up and down a bit. Was it Tuesday? I think Might so. Been, yeah. I saw that. I saw your shit. knows here. what's up. No, I don't. Don't, don't, be saying, don't be spreading that kind of shit around. <laughs> just throwing guesses out there hoping he's right. Hey, I've been, been, been keeping up and down, your, uh, though. I mean, there's I've only been, been two. videos there for uh, Swifty, so I know. I love PJC. <laughs> there's only been two padded practices, so, I mean, it's, it been. we'll see in preseason. That's when we're really going to tell. So what have you been most impressed with uh, from what you heard and seen from training camp? One and two, and Chase Claypool. Okay. Chase Claypool's looked like a freak out there, man. I mean, everything that I was hoping for, like, he's looked like and more so far. I mean, he just, he's a physical specimen out there. He's bigger and faster than anyone on the defense, except maybe Tremaine Edmonds, <laughs> who's also just a freak. But I mean, that's the thing. There's freaks all over the place now. When you, when you just look at the guys out there that are athletic freaks, you got Justin Fields, you got... Chase Claypool on offense, on defense, you got Javon Dexter, Tremaine Edmonds, Jaquan Brisker, these guys that are just absolute freaks. And almost everyone on the team has an RAS score over eight. Like they're all athletic, but you got a few of them that are just freaks that are going to stand out against other teams too. When you see him, when you see Javon Dexter going up against the Packers offensive line, he's still going to look like a monster. When you see Tremaine Edmonds over the middle of the field, like. He's still gonna he's gonna look huge. You're gonna be like that guy's bigger than every wide receiver on the other team. Like <laughs> he's huge. You ain't joking. That's good to hear, man. Are you going to the uh, indie game, uh, Swifty? I'm gonna be there for the practices. I was talking to Foster. I, I said I don't know because there's a day in between. Right. Um, he told me you were gonna be at the game, so I said I, I would think about it. Like maybe I'll see what PJ's doing. We can meet up for the game, but. Then I'll have to stay in Indy for an extra day. So right now I'm not planning on it, but um, we'll see as we get closer. I might end up getting a ticket and going. Okay. We were looking at we were looking at price tickets too, Pete. Yeah, but we're not. We're hey, look. Preseason games are normally cheap. When I go to Bears preseason games, usually the tickets are like twenty bucks. I was looking. Foster told me where you set. Like we're not setting up there with you, PJ. <laughs> <laughs> so those those indie tickets, we we looked. At, I was like. Bro, these are regular season prices. I've never seen that in 
I mean, in Chicago, I've been to a few. I, I don't make it a habit to go to preseason games, but those Colts tickets are up there. I was like, yeah, regular season prices. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're, they're, I mean, they, me, well, they are. They yeah, don't give me. you a discount on those tickets. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, on Ticketmaster, I mean, I'm saying the prices for preseason games are usually really cheap. Oh, yeah, yeah. And, and PJ, if we I'm do go. selling them for much more. Yeah, Anthony Richardson hype probably like their yeah. whole fan base. They just took the quarterback, so you'll you'll know where we're sitting because I got like three paper paper towel things glued together and a couple rolls of toilet paper for the spitballs on you, man. <laughs> I'm just saying, you know, uh, if if you guys show up, man, you false, you got my number, in, give me a call, let me know. I can come holler at you guys for a minute, but you know, uh, about about that training camp. What time is the training camps? Is that like in the Wednesday evening or and Thursday night? Nights, okay. Uh, four, I think it's five p.m. Yeah, see, I didn't know the time, Peach. Okay, five p.m. Five p.m. Five p.m. Eastern. See, forgot. Five p.m. Eastern. Remember? Yeah, five, 5 p.m. How many times, Swifty? Okay. Yeah, okay, okay. <laughs> you know, if I if I if I get a chance to break away on uh, Wednesday, I try to make that Wednesday one. Okay, okay. You got, a, you got an extra ticket? Oh, I only got one right now. I can try to get another. All right. Cool. Damn, I would love to just, do that. Just give us a buzz, Peach. Give me a call and fucking whatever. We'll, if it works out, it works out, man. Yeah, I hate that. I hate that system that all these teams are going with getting these tickets now. I I'll know. get to that Bourbon A where you just. I know. Work. It's like, that's oh, why I, I totally dropped the ball on that because I was expecting just to get yeah, tickets yeah. and then I realized, oh, it's at Lake or at House Hall now. Yeah, that sucks, man. Yeah, they sold out in five minutes, too. Easily. Wow. They gave out in five minutes. The the training camp ones, yeah, the Bears ones. Man. I got the email, and it was like like eight minutes after, and it was like sold out, check back in an hour, and I was like, oh. Oh. I was like, that's a first. Right. Watch. Watch. What? Watch. uh, stop hyping Paul, this team up. No, <laughs> Paul, I actually got an email on a Sunday from them because he couldn't get tickets. He tried the first day, and somehow he was able to get two tickets. Yeah, if you if um, download, uh, if you're looking for tickets still, you could probably get some. Download the Chicago Bears app on your phone and turn on the notifications. Probably once or twice a week, they send out a notification to say, hey, tickets are up for grab for tomorrow's practice. And you got to click it. And those will also sell out in five. I mean, they're free. You just got to click it and claim it. But they'll sell out in five to ten minutes every time. So you got to see the notification on your phone. I've just happened to have seen it a couple times. And like right there. And I'm like, oh, hey. Yeah, if I do a training camp, I was going to do that one that Wednesday only at uh, in Indy with the joint practices. That's the only one I would want to see. The Indy one might. You might still be able to get tickets, Indy. Let me look at that. I can look into it for you, uh, PJ. Okay. It's not, it wasn't as bad as the Bears. Like, I was emailed and I just signed up for it and they emailed me two tickets. And I was like, cool. We could just make a roster working. set outside Wednesday. No, just, <laughs> what's up, bro? <laughs> we'll sneak them in the back. Take, take both my phones and leave me out of the building. Man. <laughs> yeah, that'd be pretty cool, man. Just tell him you're. Tell him you're. Uh, just trying to get him in with. Just tell him you're trying to do something good for a homeless person. <laughs> uh, I don't believe it if you're with me. Oh my goodness. <laughs> We're trying to help this old guy out, man. 
happening there. So anybody on the uh, defense, though, Swifty, uh, besides the uh, on the defensive line, I should say, that's really impressing you? On the defensive line, um, Demarcus Walker, I mean, he's looked like a monster. Javon Dexter is Dexter. everything I hoped he'd be. Uh, Terrell Lewis, I mean, can't believe it, but he's he's been doing it. He's showing that athletic freak he is, man. Um, obviously, they weren't not enough to where the team didn't want to sign Yannick, but I still think Lewis can be a guy off the edge as a third down pass rusher. So having Yannick and him, I mean, on third downs now, you can even uh, move Demarcus Walker inside. Demarcus Walker, your three guys coming from the middle are going to be a rotation of Walker, Pickens, and uh, Javon Dexter, and then your edges would be Yannick with either Terrell Lewis or Dominique Robinson on the other side. That's going to look good, I mean, on third downs. They're going to get after quarterbacks. So Travis hasn't done nothing for you, huh? That's what I was just going to bring up. I've been disappointed. He's had a good day or two. Okay. But he's also a lot of times been running with the second team behind Rasheem Green. So, I mean – I would expect him to make more plays in the second team, you know, mm-hmm. and he hasn't. So, I mean, <laughs> honestly, it's kind of yeah. disappointing. But I yeah. still I haven't given up on him or anything. He's still got talent, but. Yeah. Well, you know, hey, I'm a, oh, sorry, go ahead. You know, I'm a big Bear, Bears homer. That's why I'm really interested in Trevis as well as Dominique. So. Oh, yeah. Our I still think D Rob, I think D Rob's going to have a better year. I still, I, I just don't know. It might take him another. <laughs> another full season in the NFL before he's really comfortable as a defensive end because he still only played the position four years. He, he admitted he was on, he had some kind of interview. It's it's like a 40 minute interview. We were um, talking about it. Oh, you guys listened to it. Yeah. Okay. So you heard that he didn't even have a pass rush plan last year or any of that. So, I mean, there's a lot of things he's still learning the position, but he yeah. has all the talent to be a really good pass rusher. He, he also said the last three or four games that he finally had made some adjustments to his game. Well, he went, um, yeah, there was another, um, he talked about that at another point too, where um, he went to the coaching staff after, Mm -hmm. it was either the Eagles game or the Bills, and he went to the D-line coach and was like, what am I doing wrong? Like, can you help me? And like, they spent extra time with him. And the last three games, he had four pressures. So, and he only had like eight on the year. So (laughs) he he was definitely picking it up at the end there, playing better than he was. Yeah, I think it's going to be Robinson and Lewis are going to be the guys. Well, Yannick's definitely in there now. <laughs> I, I know that, but I mean, shake, on the other the side, season of shakes from, out. Yeah. Those are going to be the guys. Exactly, hey, he's got to be included, man. But you could have all three of them on the field at the same time. Yeah. Question for you, Swifty. Yes, um, so, what is your personal feeling as far as like midway to the end of the season? Who are you re-signing? Are you re-signing Claypool and Mooney? Only Mooney? Only Claypool? What, you know, what's, what's your thought on it? I'd probably try to re-sign Claypool, Mooney, and uh, JJ. But oh, okay. At, if you can get them at the right price. Like, obviously, one of them's probably going to, if you try that strategy, one of them's probably going to want more than you want to pay and you're going to end up re-signing two, who that's going to be, I don't know. 
I, I'm scared. Yeah, I didn't know if Claypool. it was an either. Or, you know. I'm, after hearing JJ talk, because I used to think it was going to be JJ that was going to want the most money, you know, but now I'm scared it's going to be Claypool because I'm, I'm right. a big Claypool fan. But I, I also feel that Poles would be most motivated to re-sign Claypool because right. that's the guy he traded for. Mooney yep. and JJ are both Ryan Pace guys. But I feel like Mooney is the guy most likely to take the team-friendly deal. So it's like, right. it, it's tough. It's like Mooney has is, could take the team-friendly deal. Chase is the guy Poles wants to sign. JJ plays the position that they really value, and I think he's going to have a big year, and he sounds like he would take a friendly deal. So yep. I, I, I see a world where he resigns all three. We have a ton of cap space. Instead of going out and spending in stupid and free agency next year, resign all three of those guys to if you can get them to sign value deals like Comet did, man, lock them all up. Yeah. Yeah. I, I would I, if you can't, I would actually see Mooney being the odd man out, especially if, if Scott progresses the way he's looking already. Yep, yeah, I kind of feel that way too. Like um and I, I hate to say it because Mooney's the guy that I know. I feel like wants yeah. to be here the most, maybe, and yeah. wants to continue building his chemistry with Justin Committed. Fields. So, yeah. if it gets Committed. to that, like, say he, say he signs Claypool and he signs JJ, like, does Mooney at that point does he get pissed off and want to leave, or does he go to polls and say, look, how much out. are you going to give me? I want to stay here. I want to be with Justin. It's hard to imagine him doing that. Most guys are going to go with the money. Okay. And it would be cool if Mooney did that. But, yeah, if if, if we sign Claypool and J.J., Mooney's probably going to be tired of this. You heard him say it in his interviews this year. He's tired of disrespect. Maybe he's talking about polls. Maybe he wasn't offered a contract extension this year like he thought he was. And he's uh, tired of not getting being thought of as a number one guy. And yeah. he want, maybe he'll go to free agency. So I do think that's a chance if someone's gone, like Jay Sanders is saying here. It's I think Mooney's the guy that could be, unless J.J. has a bad year, like he's probably gone then. But with we, you saying that, though, I could see a situation where Claypool runs himself out of Chicago as well with, like, wanting, like, a contract more than what Holes values his position at as well though i can see that too on the the year he has i guess on the what on the the season that he has season's gonna answer a lot of questions if he has 800 yards and five touchdowns like on the year or something like you know a good year but not incredible and polls is like all right i want to resign you but he wants like more money than dj moore is getting paid Right. Like that's what you're saying. Yeah, I, I could, I could maybe see that. And they're like, you know yeah. what? Moody's gonna take half as much. Right. So, but I, I see him wanting. I see Poles really wanting to get that extension with Claypool done, especially if he has a good year. Like if he has yeah, a horrible year, that. maybe not. But if if he has at least, if he's at least as good as Mooney or they're close in production, he's gonna want to re-sign um, Claypool more than Mooney. Yeah, I get that. I understand that. Mm-hmm. Now, Swifty, did you ever hear? Did you ever ever hear during your uh, connections how much the polls ever offer uh, uh, Montgomery? I I heard it was like um, five eight. What did he get? Three years, eighteen. Yes. Yeah. 
I yeah. think it was maybe three years, 15 or something like that. It was like one a million a year less or three million total. I don't know if it was a different, how it was structured. Obviously, we don't know anything like that, but right. I heard it was just a couple million less. Like, Oh, that hurts. That hurts. I thought, I thought it was also something to do with like the um, guaranteed as well. Yeah, the guaranteed was probably different. I mean, when you're getting three, when you're getting eight, I think he got, I don't remember what he got guaranteed out of that, 10 or 12. But he was probably less. Like that's the guaranteed money is always what they want. So right, right. I I got a question for you, Swifty. Now, I'm on the opinion that Vellis Jones is going to advance uh, both with the offense and at punt returning. But I heard something that he was yelling and kind of causing a ruckus the other day, and I and I haven't really checked into it today. I'm just wondering if, if any of any of you guys heard anything about this. Yeah, he threw some punches. Yeah, it was strong. Yeah. Yep. So it's out there on video. I can find it easy. I I know it was it was it was a scuffle. Um, okay. Him and, uh, like it was on the far side of the field. Um, I know Brisker, Jaquan right? Brisker was there, yeah. and yeah. Um, one of the corners. Um, I'm trying to remember. Brisker hitting yeah, an incomplete pass or something like that. Well, he got he got popped really good from Brisker, and Brisker was celebrating. Yeah, Brisker was like dancing over there. Yep. There was a scuffle and. People on that side said they saw him throw two punches. And I, I, multiple people said it. Like you couldn't see it from like the video where I've seen, but you could see the scuffle and people over there pushing each other around. But multiple people said they saw Velas throw punches. But it was it was broken up. It's not like it, anything big or right. that. Like right. yeah, I just I was trying to get a little more wondering if it's something that is a positive for for him because he's standing up for himself, saying, "Hey, man, I'm your freaking teammate." You know what I mean, and then, or if it's something negative to where there's he a was big just showing a little fire. It, it, it was that same day that you know everybody was the defense won the day. They were loud, yeah. they were yeah. chirping. So it's just a little yeah. frustration. I mean, you, you okay. see that in the NFL. Honestly, it's probably good to see from Velas. You don't. Yep. If he punches someone in the game, it's going to be yeah. awful. But yeah. if you just do that yeah. one time in training yeah. camp, I mean, how many dudes did Olin punch in training camp? I mean, <laughs> right. <laughs> Go go to go to go to uh, Platteville every year. <laughs> yeah, you don't ten mind times some, at sea, uh, ten times at camp. You don't mind the feistiness in training camp, but you and don't. Sometimes it wasn't even on a field. <laughs> yeah, guys, I wanted to show you this. Did you guys see this this awesome meme? All garbage. Yeah, I saw it. <laughs> I, yeah. <laughs> I think I clicked on it like four oh, times to just read the comments and shit because I made a comment on that, dude. <laughs> That's pretty good. That's great. Waste management. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they got the right colors. Hangover, piss yellow, and booger green. <laughs> well, guys, it's going oh, on four. James Ford said that I was we need, we need to wrap this up here. James All right, Ford's I love you guys. Yep, I just wanted to come on and say what's up, everyone. What's up, Walter? What's good? What's going guys? on, sir? Good to see you, man. Montgomery got 11 million, Gary. <laughs> 11 million? Yeah, we yeah. were probably trying to give them like eight. Yeah. I appreciate you guys. Um, no. Much love to everybody. Thanks a lot, Hey, we appreciate you. I couldn't have PJ being upset, man. Okay. I appreciate you, Swifty, man. You know. Bear down, guys. Yep. Much love. Thanks, Swifty. Bear I'll talk to you soon, Swifty. Yep. Yes, sir. Thank you. Thank, thank you. He's forgetting to end with a fuck you, shorty. Yeah. That's why I did it earlier. I even said he okayed it. <laughs> Well, guys, let's give a let's let's give a 
a, a warm goodbye to everyone in chat here. Doug Van Dorn, Cliff Victoria, James Ford. Mr. Mayhem. Mark Kazak. Yes, Mr. Mayhem. Mo Beerman. Raging Oracle. Raging Oracle. Man, Leo, Leo Factor One with the news about Yannick. Yep. Thank you, Leo. That was oh, man, awesome. Who else do we have in here? Retro is in here. Retro, thank you for your super chat. Appreciate you. Bearski. Bearski. All you guys for joining the show. Thank you guys for Walter, Walter yeah. and Brian. Thanks for coming on and talking with Lester. That's kind of what I would like to do is um, if we have someone who's a bigger name guest that's on the show, I'd like to have, you know, one or two of you guys come on and, and be able to ask the questions yourself to that person. So thank you guys for um, coming on to do that. Appreciate yeah, it. I appreciate you, everyone in the chat, all our guests. Swifty, thanks for coming on, joining us. Thank you for Lester for hopping on and uh, letting us uh, talk to you. Appreciate you, man. Very much so, man. Thank you, Lester, for, for coming on tonight. That was kick-ass. Um, we've got some cool things coming up here on BCP with some some guests that we're going to be having on. I'm just trying to line them all up. Um, I know next week for sure is Nick from Jay, uh, Just Another Year. Yeah. Uh, he will be a guest that will be on next week. Um, and maybe one other guest. I'm just trying to figure that out. But it um, should be cool. STC in the chat. Thank you. Thank you. I want to thank uh, Lester for coming on, man. That was a, that was a great, great show, great conversation. The guy's awesome. I'm just wondering what he ate after he got off the show. Thanks, thanks, Lester. Thank, and thank everybody, man. Brian, Walt, all you guys. Chat, come on, you guys are awesome, dude. Awesome. I love this. I love it when it's like this. That's that's why I went from being tired. I didn't want to do a show, and now what did I do, man? I'm sitting there for four hours with you guys. Love it. Love it. Yeah, I told my wife it would be an early show. Yeah. <laughs> it is. Thanks, it's not tomorrow yet. She goes, she, sure. If we go 19 more minutes, PJ gets to start asking questions again because he said this was my last well, question of the day. One more question. One more question. already after 12. Where is it? <laughs> it's already tomorrow by you, Dan. Yeah. So that's what counts. Yeah. Uh, Mr. Shirley, yeah. I got two more questions for you. Section A, Part B. Air Grotto, he. Grotto McGuill, I'm sorry. Yes, Grotto McGuill, thank you. Uh, yeah, I just want to recognize everyone in the chat. Thank you guys. Without without you, this show is impossible. So I appreciate you guys. Absolutely, and I appreciate you guys as well, PJ and Foster. Thank you for making this so much fun. Thank you, Shorty. Thank you, Foster. Thank you, Brian. Thank you, Walt. I truly appreciate you. Thank you, Walt. Uh, I appreciate the conversation there. You and I are aligned in a lot of things. Brian, I appreciate your questions. I like your challenging questions. That's much, much appreciated. If you're listening to this on audio stream, give us a, give us a, take, take a look at the, uh, the video stream on YouTube and give us a, give us a like, give us a subscribe, set your notifications, tell everyone, you know, indeed. Peach, did I tell you that it takes many years to be a great suck up? And you ain't reached that year yet. Bro, I don't know how to suck. <laughs> All right, guys. We'll, we will see you next Thursday. Ready? One, two, three. Bears. Bears. Bears.